Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Ernest A. Carafa, Flower Arrangement, Malvos, Gregory Larson, Kevin Lovecraft, Tom Huber, Fabian, and Warren Cummings. Thanks for being our lodestones on this colony planet. And I, I am looking for some compatriots uh, for an adventure. You can see it's like a shadow moving within a shadow. Several lupine forms in the darkness. And as you squint a little bit, you can make out that that dark line is actually a massive herd of animals. And in the middle of the room are three dead bodies. Welcome listeners to the Fandible.com Actual Play Podcast, where today we are diving into a brand new game of the Genesis system in a setting that is going to be named when this podcast is live, but is not named as of when we're playing it. Yay! So we're just gonna we're just gonna host Angela's dry voice in like here. It's like <laughs> reclamation. <laughs> So the Genesis system is Fantasy Flight Games' generic version of Star Wars. So Billy and I are super familiar with the basics of this system, but we have Dan and David joining us today for the start of this campaign. And they look frightened and confused. Shackled. Shackled (laughs) to the table. Well, that's just a normal Saturday. Yep. So I'm going to introduce the setting a little bit, and then I'm going to have everyone introduce their characters. 400 years ago, humanity looked to the stars for salvation. 300 years ago, they landed on Eden. It would prove to be anything but. The Eden colonists had survived for 300 years, but now they are ready to thrive. Eden is an Earth-like planet chosen as one of a dozen simultaneous colony missions to save the last of humanity. Each ship carried 200 crew members and colonists deep into space, betting that at least one ship would survive and carry humanity forward. While Eden met all the requirements of being a Goldilocks planet, survival was still an uphill battle for early colonists. Winters in the landing zone were brutal, summer brought occasional but utterly devastating storms. Efforts were made to spread out the population, establish new communities and more hospitable climates, but soon their numbers were spread too thin to focus on anything other than immediate survival. Over 300 years, six major population hubs have emerged across the eastern coast of the largest continent. The colonists have learned to manage the cold winters and prepare for the worst of the summer storms. The walled cities are becoming cramped. It's time once again to venture out into the unknown and seek new homes for humanity. The westernmost outpost is Lawston, founded just 50 years ago. Uh, It's more commonly referred to as Lost Town by what passes for civilized people on Eden, as once you go there, you you may as well be as good as lost. The only people who travel to Lawston are those foolish enough to want to continue on even further. However, the people of Lawston have been able to dig out a decent industry for themselves by equipping the mad men and women who seek their fortune beyond the walls of Lawston. And we have three of those mad people with us today, starting from my left. Hey, everybody, this is Billy, and I'm playing, I'm, I'm, Col- I'm Cody Duran, and uh, I come from one of the towns, uh, well, I, respect, I suspect we all come from a town, um, I come from St. Mary's Bay, and I'm just going to be straight up with you. Them people are coots. Uh, they have the church running everything left and right. And see, about 100, 150 years ago, Miss Mary, 
Saint Mary, as they call her, she started saying she started hearing uh, Earth communicating with her via her mind, which is just two hoots of crazy because uh, Earth is like a hundred thousand miles away in space. You don't, you just can't communicate that far. So uh, I, I was one of them people that just stood up and finally said, "This is this is horse duty." Anyways, uh, the reason I, I thought it was ridiculous was because I know the truth. You see, it wasn't Earth communicating with uh, Sister Saint Mary. It was Eden. Eden, and I know this because I hear Eden in my head telling me to go forth and, and search for something out there in the wilds. And that's what I'm doing. It also helps that the church has uh, sort of branded me as a heretic and uh, as punishment, or as they say, as my arc of redemption, they put a nano explosive in my head. And whenever I start thinking too cleverly, they, they, they start ringing bells and other nonsense and I hear it and kind of jumbles my thoughts. But also, if I don't report back to them what I find every, every sunrise, then they're more inclined to press a button and that nano no explosive in my head just go boom and since it's in my head my whole head goes boom anyways uh well but regardless i i am searching for something out there and eating talking to me and that's it the end finn ta-da <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am playing for the very first time Kip Petri. Kip Petri is from the illustrious, wealthy, and influential Petri family from... Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the home? What's Hope. The Hope. Thank you. From uh, Hope, which is uh, the first town of Eden. The Petri line, organized and run by the matriarch um, uh, Ma Petri, uh, the widow Petri. At some point four generations ago, utilized a significant amount of influence, wealth, and power in order to gain prominence in the scientific fields of biotechnology and cyber technology. With that wealth and power, they promoted different scientific endeavors and breakthroughs. But also with that power and technology, Ma Petri put in two works a plan. Her family would be the recipients of the most bleeding edge of these endeavors, hoping to create a long-lasting, genetically and cybernetically superior family to further grow their uh, tendrils of influence throughout the world of Eden. Well, as it turns out, they were long-lived. The only problem was that the studies were not there to be able to gauge exactly what kind of negative repercussions could happen from so much augmentation. And what happened was what is now known as the Petri effect, where too many augmentations in a person brings a kind of particular queerness of the mind, where the people, namely everyone with the last name Petri now, has an urge to go outside of the walls of civilization searching for something that they can neither describe nor understand, but they know it's out there and they wander constantly looking for it. The Petri line should be 
extremely long-lived. Some even whisper immortal. But after four generations, the only person who is enjoying that immortality is Ma Petri, who doesn't seem to have the same sort of desire to strike out. But the rest of her clan, my character included, constantly looking into the wilderness for that thing that they can neither describe nor understand. But I'm going to find it. Cool. And uh, this is Dan. And I am playing, also for the first, possibly only time, uh, Arvis Kerr. And as we meet Arvis, he is in a uh, dingy alley in the uh, the town of Lawston, uh, in a conversation with uh, with some somebody else. And he's he himself is uh, he could pass for handsome if he actually took some care of himself, uh, but he seems to be specifically trying to always hide his features. He wears uh, uh, whatever passes for a hoodie <laughs> in the civilization, uh, or at least something that generally tends to obscure his face, uh, baggy clothes to obscure his physique, and uh, nothing too fancy or ostentatious. And uh, he's speaking to to somebody uh, somebody in the alley. He's like, look, look, I know, I know, I bear a passing resemblance to a certain individual, but, but clearly, look, he has, like, a scar down here. I don't. It's it's pure coincidence. It's a big world, and there's plenty of... Alright, there's a few people in it, and sometimes there's going to be some kind of resemblance, but why... Look, what if I was him? Why would it be in Lawston when there are so many people looking for him uh and, and, uh, i mean he if, if he was here he would have all sorts of guards and 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 i don't so clearly i'm you're clearly mistaken and, oh is that the sheriff and uh the, the moment the other person looks he's gone <laughs> and that's that's our first meeting <laughs> sounds great so we have a motley crew, each of them with their own reasons for being in Lawston and seeking to go beyond. Generally, people who are uh, planning to go out into the wilderness, they meet up at the Last Oasis Tavern. Because, of course, there has to be a tavern. Of course. Is it a tavern or a saloon? This new concept called the tavern. <laughs> It's a new <laughs> world, people. Or a cantina. <laughs> a cantina. It's a, it is a bar. There is a dartboard. And in fact, beneath the dartboard, there is a shattered screen that it is said once had a map of the region beyond Lawston. But in some bar fight at some point over the last 50 years, that screen was shattered and no one has bothered to replace it. That's the way we like it. <laughs> My character enters the bar and uh, looks around this dingy environment before finally holding out his hands. A sniper rifle is thrown over his shoulder. It looks a little bit more archaic than probably some of the newer models. And he is wearing just... If anybody has ever been to St. Mary's Bay, uh, they would know that it is a outfit of a guardsman. However, this one has been torn, muddied, dirtied, sewn together, patchwork together. So clearly he hasn't been there to get dry cleaning in quite some time. And with, as he looks around, he finally clears his throat and says, Excuse me. Hi. My, my name is Cody Doran, and I, 
I am looking for some compatriots uh, for an adventure. Uh, you see, Eden is talking to me in my head again, and it's telling me that we, that I need to go with others west. West is fine? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if that, yeah. West. <laughs> west. Into the ocean. He actually <laughs> says that. He just turns his head, he's like, west is fine? Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. West. West. And that, uh, something's out there. Something's big. Something's important. And I know that I'm here to, to get a flock. Of seagulls or people or whatever. So who's with me? As soon as you'd mentioned that Eden is telling you to go west, everybody else in the bar became very interested in their drink. I see we're having a repeat of yesterday and the day before. <laughs> Let me say again we are going where no man has ever been and no man can ever find you. Which means there's nothing but treasure out there. And knowledge. And it was, wasn't it St. Mary's? He says that he pulls out uh, a little booklet and puts on these like little reading glasses. Let's and all just, give a groan on three. One, two, three. Uh, <sighs> and he just starts, he's reading scripture. But occasionally he's snorting and like quickly taking out a golf pencil and like, like scratching something out and replacing it with like a word he likes. And finally, so he just talks, talks. Uh, eventually, uh, there's a man at the bar, uh, again, wearing his hoodie and kind of just hunched over his drink. And after a while, he tosses back the last of his drink, stands up and uh, ambles in your direction. Like, hey, uh, go back to that part where uh, nobody's ever been and nobody can find you again. Oh, uh, Aiden's been talking to me in my head. Hi, mm -hmm. I'm John uh, Derwin. I don't know if you heard me. What's your name? Arvis. Arvis. You see, the West has, ain't been conquered by no one because we're so focused on mm -hmm. Earth and how Earth was instead mm -hmm. of how Eden is. Right. So no one's been out there. Or have they? No, they haven't. Sorry, uh, that no, was that's, what, that's what I was looking for confirmation yeah. on that. Yeah, are you interested? I, I, you, you couldn't find a better guide than me. Oh, you've been, you've been out there before. No, but mm -hmm. I got Eden in my head, and it's telling me that there's something out there. Yeah, it probably is too. <sighs> I mean, I've heard worse ideas. Got some beats going out there alone, anyway. All right, when you heading out? As soon as I get. Uh, it's always foolish to travel in twos. You only has to travel in threes because if you, one of you gets sick, you need the other one to hold him down while you cut off the gangrious parts. So you need three to travel. Good point. So uh, uh, we're just going to keep on looking for the Everybody, we got Mr. Uh, Arvis here. He kind of like groans. Like, oh, oh my God. like pulls his, his hood over uh, down a little bit more. He understands the truth that Eden wants us to go. Are you sure, West? What, what, okay. West! Hey, don't look at me. I ain't making the decisions here. <laughs> we need another one. Um, uh, a tall figure, uh, skinny but wiry, turns around wearing a brown duster and uh, beaten up uh, brown, uh, no, blue jumpsuit. Uh, and he is, um, uh, he's an Indian man, about 27 years old. Um, 
and he's got a shaved uh, shaved head with one line, like a sideways mohawk on the left of his temple that goes all the way back. And he has a look in his eyes of a man who parted ways with compl- with completely together years ago, like lovers that never want to see each other again. Um. <clears throat> Anyone else? <clears throat> don't make eye contact it. Nope. Uh, Arvis, look away. You don't want that one. That one's a little crazy. You don't want the crazy ones. He ain't telling me. <clears throat> he I finally just kind of slowly turns towards <laughs> the man in the corner. I heard you said something about adventure. Different character. <laughs> I heard you said something about uh, West. My character looks around for any takers before finally taking a deep breath. And you, sir, the head. man with no legs. No, <laughs> no. All right, madam. What about you? What about the baby? No. Nope? Okay, <laughs> it's good for the hunchback. <laughs> uh, well, uh, sir, um, you, you, your. Uh, what about your father? My father's dead. So he's got nothing going on is what you're telling me. <laughs> Petra. Petri? Petri. Hey, uh, P- Petri, I believe your name is. I've heard whispers. Yes. yes I, am, I am Kip Petri of the Petri line. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm. Mm. So mm. you'd be interested in on a little... Yes, little- absolutely. I agree to your terms. West. Always West. Yes. What is it you're looking for? What is it that Eden tells you? <laughs> well, Eden tells me a lot of things, but it's between her and I, and oh, I wasn't supposed to give it a sex. I always given it a gender. <laughs> I find that sex is often something that gets in the way of adventure. It charges too much, too. <laughs> uh, let me give me a give me a little conversation with uh, Arvis here, and he's grabbing Arvis by the shoulder and mm-hmm. leading him away, giving Petri. Room. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. These Petri folks, they're a little insane. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust him, but he is the only taker. What do you think? You think he'd be any good out there? Oh, Petri's. Oh, he's. they'd be great. But the thing is, Petri's are only worried about Petri. And I'm not saying the family itself. They're worried about themselves. Mm. You can't trust them. They don't think straight. Yeah, and I can't can't even imagine what that must be like, but I suppose you said we can't do it in twos. Gotta be threes. Who said that? Uh, Eden at this point, I'm guessing. Probably. All right, if Eden's good <laughs> enough for him. You both turn around and Petri is standing right there. No! Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Have you agreed to my terms, West? They're the same terms, the same terms that you've said. Yes, we're, we're, we are willing to go West. Mm-hmm. West it is. Our paths are aligned. Until they're not. In which case, goodbye. But this is not goodbye. <laughs> no. This is hello. Petri's always worrying about Petri's. Let's go. And uh, we'll get your stuff, and I'll be at the uh, the West Point in this town near the big oak tree. And with that, my character's grabbing his gear, throwing it over his shoulders, and just marching out. So all of you would have kind of a standard gear for anybody that has left a city. You have, if you at the very minimum, a uh, an all-weather tent for sleeping in, uh, standard to carry about six days of dehydrated food rations, and then a food hydrator as well, naturally, on top of whatever other 
gear and weaponry that are on your character sheets. Mm-hmm. Is there anything specific anybody else is thinking of? Uh, I do have a long-range communicator, but the only thing it's good for is contacting a certain range, like a certain frequency. Can't change it. Can't. It's not anything. It's a. It's in the shape of a uh, onk. And what I have to do is I hold both sides. The top of it glows, and I I can only send. I can't receive. How weird can our gear get? Like, what's the what's the weirdness setting for this? Uh, have you seen the new Lost in Space? No. No. No, I hear it's got a sexy robot, though. Super sexy robot. Star Trek. Just, I would yeah, say, like, Star Trek-ish. Okay. But without, like, teleportation. Yeah, no yeah. teleporting. Got it. I mean, I have a communicator. Like, mm-hmm. just think basic sci-fi, but pretty. Yep. We have, we've got laser weapons. Cool. Uh, so laser guns are a thing, but yeah, transportation isn't, or transporters aren't a, a thing. There's hover... Crafts. It's probably more Star Wars than Star Trek in that case, because Star Trek is all about like yeah, the holo, the, 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 the holodecks yeah. and so the Star Wars, and but solo. So no, okay. for, no force powers, David. Right. I still mean, can't have force we're, powers. Yeah, we're starting level characters. Ange, I know you need an arc. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Not a monster. I know how to tell a story. It's force, it's force choke. That's what I'm getting. Um, then let me know if this is too weird. Uh, but being a being a naturalist. Uh, Petri Kip has uh, a uh, has a bug uh, that attaches like a backpack, and they are uh, they're vegetarians, but they are used as uh, as natural climbing kits because they produce a kind of thread they can use to belay yourself down a uh, up or down uh, a hill, and you don't need to maintain it; you just need to feed it vegetables. And so it's got legs on the side that attach around the shoulders, and it's got He's got, you know, pockets on the actual bug to act as a backpack, and you can use its legs to belay yourself into a wall and use its thread in order to sit yourself in there so you don't fall. Sounds good to me. Is Functionally it, the same as a as a belay pack, yeah. Is it is the bug a native of Eden, or is it something that the Petris have genetically engineered? Ooh, good question. I think it's probably something we genetically engineered. It's how we still... How mom still makes money. So there probably is, like, a... a relative of this bug that's, you know, it spins silk, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and Ma Petri amped it up to 11. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And because we know the, the Petri the Petri children don't make money, but we still do have stocks and holdings, so we always seem to have just enough uh, survival gear in order to do some insane thing. And also, what, I mean, it is probably going to be up or down. We don't know. Once we find it, we will. It will be one of those things. Yep. Uh, you know what? Yeah, in that case, I want uh, uh, something. A golden egg. Golden egg. Don't care how. <laughs> uh, I, uh, like a Star-Lord-esque like, mask thing uh, that, you know, acts as a low-level, you know, like, uh, acts as a low-level, you know, gas mask. It's not super heavy-duty. It doesn't have its own it's oxygen like supply or anything. Yeah, it's like he's not going to... You know, breathe in space with it. It's more like it asks us a low-level gas mask and obscures its features, which he doesn't usually use. He only puts that on a there's gas or b uh, if he's doing something criminal. He particularly wants to hide his face because the last thing he needs is word getting out of the famous gangster he's been cloned from holding up a liquor store, <laughs> you know, on the west side of Austin. So, <laughs> like, you pick someone's pocket and immediately four stars appear above your head. Oh, yeah. come on! Seriously. Okay, that, so you gather your gear and uh, and 
Cody is waiting at the oak tree up the west, uh, westernmost point in Lawson. Yep, and Cody's just sitting there, uh, kind of clutching his onk, and he's whispering into it until you guys come uh, walking up to him. And he shoves the onk in, uh, into his belt and just holds out his hands. I am so excited that you came. Uh, uh, Arvis, is it? Arvis, indeed. All right, Arvis. Going to write that down on my hand. And uh, where is that Petri? I'm here. All right. Turn, turn around, and he's standing there with his pack. All right, that's good. So <clears throat> we're going to head on west, mm-hmm. walk for a few days, and once we find what we need to find, we'll return to tell the others. And with that, Pet- uh, with that, uh, Duran's going to tor- uh, turn on his heels and start marching into the brush. Uh, then was- stops, turns, looks at a compass, and then points west and goes the opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah, Arvis kind of glances over at uh, Petri. I was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll return. <sighs> sure, we will." <laughs> and just starts walking. So, no cows or horses or anything. All right, let's go. Yep. Off you go. There is a uh, the equivalent of a horse in this setting. It's the Eden Draft Horse. So it's a a giant work working mammal. It stands about 10 feet high at the shoulder, so these things are giant. They are difficult to come by because they are extremely valuable, especially in the farming communities. So they, I'm putting out there that they exist. Yeah. You just don't have one. Horses get in the way of exploring. You need paths for horses. Or speeders. Speeders are useful. They don't traverse over air very well. I lost my speeder in a Accident. <laughs> Need to get a new one. When we return to tell people what we had found mm-hmm. and that we know where it is, then we may be able to afford speeders. Speeders. If man was supposed to go quickly like that, then we'd be in the stars. Let's keep working. Let's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, 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 <laughs> both like standing as he walks away, one finger in the air, and like, uh, Mm-hmm. No, it's just, not. It's too uh, early. It's too it's early okay. for that sort of conflict. Okay. Right, so, where are we at, Austin? Right. Yes. So, I'm. We're, we'll have this posted on the blog as well. But I'm showing the players right now a map of the Hope Peninsula, which is where all of the settlements on Eden currently are. Mm. Uh, it's facing away from me, so I can't point at it exactly. But Lawson is the westmost city that's mm-hmm. on there. Each of those squares is about a day's travel, give or take a little bit. Well, I say the best thing we could do is find uh, this River Hope and follow it. I mean, it's a natural uh, landmark that will easily lead us back to uh, Lawson if we get lost. Yeah, sounds like a decent plan. Plus, if we end up getting killed by something or injured, one of us could fall into the river and hope that the waters take us home with our story to tell. Yep, we just float away forever. Or the creature came from the water. And it feeds on us. Oh, dang. Slowly digesting us over a period of a thousand years. Then we give back to nature. Eden be praised. Yes. Be praised. Also, creatures are attracted to large bodies of water. They need it to survive. We can we can hunt. We can hunt there. There we, we go. Food. There we go. So yeah, we are hunting uh, along the river. Or we are walking along the river, mm-hmm. just traveling. Yep. Looking for something. 
And the, the River Hope is a major thoroughfare throughout the peninsula. So you know, you have to go a little bit north to find it first, but it's not difficult for you to find. Mm-hmm. So go up to the River Hope and start traveling west. Uh, yes. All right. <clears throat> so the first day of travel is rather uneventful. The landscape around you is grasslands. It uh, It's the... It's spring currently on Eden, or in this hemisphere of Eden, which is a bit of a, a respite period between the bitter winter storms and the terrifying summer hurricanes that come through. That just They've been known to flatten settlements before. The, the six still-standing settlements are ones that have survived several rounds of these, these hurricanes. So you've got a, you're, you're not too terribly worried about the, the weather for this portion of the, the trip. But there's also, because this is so close to civilization, there's not much to see here. Most of the animals have either been hunted or domesticated, so nothing is there to, to cause you trouble. And you know, you're only a, a day outside of Lawston and the next nearest city of Invermore. So people have, have been around here. It's not very interesting. Hmm. Um. Do you, how do you want to set up for um, uh, camping for the evening? Uh, we're going to stop uh, near the river. Uh, and uh, we're going to put, my character is going to put torches around the uh, area so they can keep an eye on things and set up a fire in the middle and then keep watches. Yep. My character will, uh, will absolutely take first watch. And I'll take second. I will take third. And I will occupy myself while while uh, taking watch. A character is going to start lashing together a crude, uh, what is it called? Uh, raft. My character is just strumming on a. Uh, it's a. It looks like a ukulele, but when he does play it, it sounds like a full-grown guitar. Interesting. So he's just he's just strumming on it, trying to play some diddly in his head. Yeah, uh, Arvin, Arvis mostly just uh, spends his time, you know, keeping actually keeping watch. And uh, when after a couple hours he gets bored, uh, he starts field stripping, cleaning, and putting back together his uh, his laser pistol. Billy, I need you to roll me vigilance. And vigilance is a general skill, is that right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Down at the bottom of general. Yeah, and what is the uh, difficulty? Uh, this is uh, no difficulty. One success, one triumph. Ooh, your your triumphs are back. I know, but there it is. It's easy to get a triumph when you have no difficulty. <laughs> As you are str- during your first watch, Cody will be driving six draft horses when she comes. When she comes, she'll be driving different horses when they come. <laughs> They will go to the glue factory and as you're getting because to the, they didn't win Jesus money. <laughs> as you get to the the glue factory refrain in your uh, your song, you hear a twig break just beyond the circle of torches. My character is immediately stopping that last cord twanging in the air, and he just reaches up behind his shoulder. Oh, he reaches to the side, grabs his gun that was nearby, and puts down his uh, ukulele guitar, and stands to his feet, ready to go. 
you can see it's like a shadow moving within a shadow, several lupine forms in the darkness. And you've been around enough to know that most likely you have shadow wolves lurking just beyond the fire. These are pack predators that are native to Eden. They don't like light there at, at all, but they are extremely effective nocturnal predators. And are they avoiding the uh, circle of fire so far? So far. But and you know that a hungry wolf would be willing to risk it. I'm going to roll uh, some knowledge on about these creatures to see if I know anything. Like, what do you? What are you supposed to do when you're sur- near these shadow wolves? Like, I'm going to. Is that survival? Yes, it would be survival. Five successes, two advantages. You want to stay within the light as much as possible because light doesn't hurt them, but it's much more difficult to see in the light. But uh, they will. They are very cunning, and they will try to wait you out. So sometimes it is best just to attack and and as a show of, of strength. If you think that you can get the upper hand quickly, it'd be worth it to attack and drive them off rather than risk, you know, a breeze coming along and blowing out all of your torches. Uh, my character is going to walk to the center of the uh, uh, the center of their campgrounds, and he's pulling out a small pill and tosses it into the fire, which just kind of ignites it a little further, makes it a little brighter, and then he's going to like whistle towards these two. Uh, before finally just re- like reaching out of his toe to nudge Arvis a little bit. <laughs> we got uh, Shadow Wolves. Petri. Uh, crap. You awake? Yes, yes. What What is wrong? Shadow Wolves. They're surrounding us. Shadow Wolves? Fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be real fascinating when I get one and when I find their alpha and blow its head off and wear its head as a cap. That would look very good on you. Yes, actually, with all of your successes, you would know as well that if you can if you can identify the pack leader and eliminate it, everything else will run. I'm going to try. Good. I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to, my character has his gun out. He's just ready to go. He's like, I'm going to find the alpha. And so is this perception? Is this? Um, so I, you've, you've done quite a bit. So I was moving into, oh. into combat. So I'll let you do one more thing before uh, it's the ne- uh, next round. Also, Dan and David, since you were warned that the um, the wolves are out there, you can roll me cool to join the initiative order. All right. Oh, just, I just got one advantage. The two greens, I guess, is uh, for like to find the alpha. So yeah, I can't. I'm not finding it. So you can tell if there are five wolves out there. I know there's four wolves out yeah. there. Four wolves. I got three squigglies. <laughs> Advantages. Three. Oh uh, right. uh, yeah, three like crown with a ball on yeah. it. The explosions looking things are successes. Those are advantages. Okay, so that's what I got. Three advantages. Cool. cool. Uh, I got four successes. Nice. Fantastic. So that's actually going to mean that David goes next. Sweet. Alright. Kip is going to uh, sit up and look at all of the creatures and I'm going to lash together a torch. From the stuff that was supposed to be my awesome raft. Yeah, okay. that's it. All Declaration right. of intent. More light. That would count as a maneuver. Interacting simply with the environment to pull together a... Uh, so you can do a maneuver and an action. Oh, cool. Turn. So you can pull together that torch mm-hmm. and do something else. If you want. Well... From what Kip knows about animals, the Alpha is going to have to assert dominance by being the strongest. So when Kip throws that torch, 
a little bit further outside of the light, then he's going to start weeding out which ones are subversive versus, versus which one is in charge. So do you want to throw it? Yeah, submissive. I meant the word submissive. Not subversive. I think they're communists. Um, yeah. Submissive. submissive. So everybody knows communists fear fire. So throwing is a ranged light action. Cool. What is the... the, the oh, it's a ranged light. Cool. Uh, average difficulty. So I got four explodey things and a... And a threat. Threat thing. All right. Somebody else's rolls are going to suck this Probably game. mine. So, David, with four successes, you easily toss the torch outside of the, um, the, the ring of torches that were set up earlier, mm-hmm. scattering uh, two of the wolves that were near it. Nice. Uh, but the grass was very dry here, mm-hmm. so you see some smoke sparking up from the grass. Perfect. Declaration of intent. More light. Science. Science, indeed. And now... One of the wolves is going to go. Kip, one of the wolves leaps over that. So you scattered two wolves with mm-hmm. the, your uh, your torch being thrown out. But one of them leaps forward from the darkness, bounding over that torch and the, the rising smoke. And it lands right in front of you and snaps its teeth at you, just missing your ankles. Cheating. That one's cheating. And then the other wolves go next. Sorry, Dan. Oh, it's all right. But hey, at least none of them are targeting you. Yep. Just fine by me. That's literally my philosophy in life. And uh, Cody, two of the other, uh, or three, the three other wolves have kind of scattered. They've um, regrouped and they are beginning to circle around you. And in fact, they snap at you doing uh, four... Uh, four damage as they one of them gets close enough to bite on, onto your calf. Four damage and I soak that? Yes, you can soak that. Cool. Zero damage. But you still, you have three wolves surrounding you, one of which has bitten you. Cool. And now Arvis. Great. I shoot a wolf with my gun. Um... There's uh, the one that is in front of David snarling is much larger than the three that are surrounding. Yeah, I'm going to shoot that one. Uh-oh. Plan worked too well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot the big wolf. All right, so I guess I roll my shooting or something. Yep, so you are range ranged light. Range light. light. There we go. All right. So and unless is... otherwise noted, shooting is always average difficulty, which is two purple two dice. Purples. All right. Uh, one upside down triangle and... Uh, that, yeah. I'll just show you. One failure? Oh, no, whenever I move them. Upside down triangle and one of those crown with the All ball right, so thingies. so you failed. Okay, yeah. Yes, you failed. Can I shoot, Dave? I love you're like using your hand gestures, and the more you try to explain what your dice look like, the further from an idea I got. Yeah. So he got one failure and one uh, advantage. advantage. It sounded like yeah. So while you, your your shot, your laser pistol shot goes into the dirt right in front of the the wolf. Mm -hmm. So you don't hit David. Yay! So that I is. I mean, boo! I mean, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in fact, the uh, that wolf is going to have a setback die as it is off balance. It wasn't expecting a shot to come from you. Sweet. Back Nobody. to the top with Billy. Uh, my character spots that giant one, even though he has like one of these wolves like clamped down to one of his boots. He's actually going to ignore that one and take aim towards uh, the per- the creature clamped uh, that the giant wolf that is near Dave. Okay. And I'm going to take a shot. And what's uh, what's the defense? Uh, they have no defense. 
but I'd still have two uh, disadvantages. Yes. Or, yeah, two difficulty. Four successes Ooh. and one threat. So that means my laser pistol does 12 damage. Wow. And I'm actually going to spend a story point to add three additional damage. So 15 damage to it with my uh, laser rifle. Oh, wow. I'm using a Lucky Shot, which is a talent that basically says when a character uses a talent, uh, this talent, uh, after make a successful combat check, you may spend a story point to use this talent to add damage equal to your agility. So that is enough to take out the Shadow Wolf pack leader. What does that look like? So what what type? You have a, a laser rifle, right? Mm-hmm. So describe lining up the shot. The my character kind of loses his balance as one of the wolves lock onto his boot and starts pulling him. But lucky for him, his boot is very much made from tough lizard leather. So he's kind of hopping, and then with one hand he turns. Uh, with one hand he holds out his uh, rifle takes aim, looking through the scope at long distance, and just fires, and it goes right into the uh, thing's neck, and you just hear a crack. Um, oh, no, one crack. You just you, uh, A beam of light fly, uh, fires from his laser pistol, goes right through the wolf's neck, and its just head kind of just loses the ability to hold itself up because it severed the spine, and it just collapses forward, its mouth kind of still gasping as it doesn't really understand what's going on. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah, the more you describe that, the more I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Are, are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> Tell my children that they will that you will take care of them. Yeah, you can talk. Yeah, they will say, come closer. Tell tell your wife I loved her. <laughs> so, Kip, are you the baddies? The wolf has the the three other wolves. They've not dispersed yet because it's not their turn in the initiative. You have a dead wolf in front of you, and that fire is beginning to build up in the grass. What do you do? Well, first things first, if the wolf is at all still moving, he's going to put the wolf out of his misery. Um, it was it was a clean misery. shot on okay. Cody's part. Uh, so there's there's fire, but there's still wolves. Ooh, God, it's a real Sophie's choice about what I'm more worried about. Um, I'm going to say fire, because we... We have guns that can kill wolves, but will not put out fires. Well, we haven't tried it yet. This is a different planet. This <laughs> exactly. is a new planet. Anything's possible. Exactly. Negotiate with wolves, put fires out with fire. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Kip is going to run to uh, the water, and he's going to grab, he's going to um, fill up his hat with water and try to try to carry it to the, to the smoking the smoking dry patch of grass. All right. Put it up. So you make a, a couple of runs uh, back and forth. You're mm-hmm. making headway on the fire, but you can't quite put it all the way out yet. Yep. That makes sense. Making hatway more like it. <laughs> nice. 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 Then down to the pack who see that their leader is down and they are running off into the darkness. Mommy. I can't leave her behind. No, but she's pregnant. I don't care. They're dead too. <laughs> what? what the fuck happened? Dan? Uh, <laughs> I roll just go back to sleep. Uh, you can just, you, you can totally not do an action. If you yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the wolves are running away. Uh, 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 I was just kind of like, like with the the shot he took, he was still like sitting down. Like he's he's not a, he's not an early riser, uh, and uh, he just kind of like puts his gun down, watches the wolves go, uh, looks over at Kip running around trying to put a fire out with his hat, and just kind of shakes his head, <sighs> and leans back, just 
kind of waiting for, the, for all this to be over. All right, so you're just not going to help put out the fire. Just go back he's, to sleep. He's not really that. He's, 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 he's not a helper. No, he's not much of a helper. He doesn't think, he's like, yeah, it's, it's a fire. I'll put it out. Like, he's not, he's, he hasn't quite, he's still too sleepy to, to really realize, like, this fire might actually be a threat. Combat is wrapped so everyone can act how they wish. Uh, David is running back and forth trying to put out this fire, but it's growing just a little bit faster than he's able to put out with his hat. Little help. Little help. Uh, yeah, my character takes one of the uh, the pans that he has on his rucksack, and he's going to also help David as well. Yeah, Arvis will crack an eye and see if they, they look like they need help or if they're actually managing it on their own. With two of them, you're able to to put it out. But you've definitely yeah. lost the raft that Kip was working on earlier, <sighs> as he sacrificed the raft to create... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to create the fire that he's not trying to put out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was hour one. And my character just sits back down, puts his hat on on top of his head, and just starts strumming along to his ukulele guitar. Yeah, Arvis U- just ukulele uh, guitar. Yeah. Uguitar. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uguitar. Uguitar. Yeah. Galele. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with galele. Yeah. Arvis just mutters like, "Wake me when it's time for my watch." It's, goes right back to sleep. And that's what I do. Alright. Rest of the night passes without incident. Sweet. And without raft. Unbelievable. <laughs> in the morning, they, you guys have the crisp smell of wolf meat in the air, I'd say. As we have new rations. Yep. So yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna cut up this cut up this baby into jerky. Give me a survival roll. Uh, this is going to be average difficulty, and we're going to see how many days worth uh, you get out of this. Also, there is an assistance mechanic if you have, uh, if anybody else has survival, or really just one other person. Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got survival. So who has, who wants to help me out here? I, I can help you out. I've got uh, so the way something that, hedron and a green. <laughs> Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got a yellow and a green on that. So I got three yellows. All right. So, in that case, so Dan can help you, but since his stats aren't higher, he would add a boost die to your roll. Nice. Right. Uh, one failure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Everything I, I touch is crap, man. No, I I rolled horrifically, so my, we re- I was really counting on your boost dice to help us out. Yeah, yeah, nope. Uh, so, sure, you smell wolf meat uh, cooking in the, the morning, but it's it's actually gone rancid already. Oh yeah, that's that's the stuff Mama used to make. If you eat it, you are going to have to make a resilience roll to avoid food poisoning. My character standing by is cooking. Eat. Places <laughs> <laughs> his hand on his gun. I'm very, I'm very sensitive. I wake up to a Mexican standoff over <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> you oh, yeah. you f- so you yeah. eat your food. You first. <laughs> so you said resilience? Resilience. Difficult. Average. I succeed! Yay! It's a fine breakfast. You say, like, you're kind of gagging on it a little bit. Apparently we've found out something that outside of was. They fuck, they decompose real damn quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they were in light. Uh, yeah, oh, there it is. There it is, yeah. yeah. So you can only prepare shadow... Or what is it? Shadow Wolf? Shadow Wolf. Shadow, Shadow Wolf, Wolf in, in the in dark. The shadows, yeah. Good to know. That's terrifying and awful. Yep. Oh, that would make it such a delicacy for rich douches. I know, because you can't usually you can't use fire to cook it then. 
Oh yeah, so yeah. That's so that that's what happened. Like, Arvis uh, uh, um, knew what, like he's, he's considering who he's a clone of. Yeah, he knew exactly how to prepare it as a as a rich man's delicacy. So he was trying to help. He's like, no, you have to brighten. It. You, no, you got you're letting light get all. Uh, yeah, no, you you enjoy enjoy uh, the jerky. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, I you know what? I had a few snacks during my watch, and um, I'm great. <laughs> get to uh, a silhouette of your care of Arvis. Of Arvin? Yeah, Arvis. Of Arvis, like, silhouetted the night as there's a howl in the in the distance, there's a moon eye overhead, and a small squirrel skitters by your feet, and you just go, <laughs> 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 oh. I am the alpha squirrel now. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag every character is coming. <laughs> I am the alpha squirrel now. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh. We pack up our things after we are done eating a delish, delicious meal, mm-hmm. and we're heading off down the, the past uh, down the river. Man, this would be real easy if we had a raft. Uh, <laughs> real initiative, <again>. uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're continuing on our way. Yes. So the environment continues to be grasslands. You are seeing more signs of wildlife. Uh, I think uh, uh, both Kip and Cody, especially as ones who've really been in the wilderness a little bit, you recognize signs of shadow wolf dens. Naturally, they're not active during the the day, but you you still give them a bit of a wide berth. You know, Mm. let's not risk it as you walk alongside the river. Everyone give me a perception check. This is easy. So one difficulty die. And it says here, due to my heightened senses, everyone within short range of me adds a plus one boost to their perception or vigilance checks. Ooh. Excellent. Cool. So plus so what's so the boost is the little boost blue is the die? blue die. All right. Okay. Yeah, this is not nothing. One yeah, failure. I see nothing, yeah. And one advantage. Uh, I got three successes and two threats. I'm rolling so poorly yeah, this game, man. Like, and so bad. David took all your luck. Yeah. I mean, when David's like, four successes, five successes, how many you need? The yeah, success is coming out the wazoo. <laughs> difficulty is what now? One. One, one oh, purple okay. die. Right. I got one of the plural things. And advantages. Uh, yeah, I got an advantage. Okay. So, Cody, as the one who actually succeeded on the roll, as you are walking through this seemingly unending grassland. This just feels like a very large savanna. You see a dark line on the horizon. And as you squint a little bit, you can make out that that dark line is actually a massive herd of animals. And uh, you can't quite make out quite yet what they are, but giant herd of of animals on the, the savanna. My character pauses for a second and touches his head as if something, uh, as if he's in pain before mumbling. Oh, that was a doozy. Uh, we got some sort of herd up ahead. They're maybe coming this way or they're lingering. We should move around them if we can. Well, as serious as that. Yeah, so we're going to try to navigate around this mm-hmm. herd. So you keep walking forward, tr- looking for a way to navigate around it, and you realize as you're, you're looking that there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. And so you're getting a little bit closer, you can begin to see what the animals are. And it looks like they are the Eden draft horses, but far larger. How, how, how large? About twice as high. So about 20 feet tall. 
my character lets out a very low whistle before finally just giving up on trying to go around them. Uh, looks like we are entering pony territory. Uh, that's all right. We, if we ain't aggressive, maybe they uh, they'll let us wander by. Just uh, no sudden moves towards them. Okay. Wasn't planning any. So, so these are wild. Yeah, these these are wild. They uh, they, they we don't got no ranches out this far. I'd say you're you're gonna be all right, Kip. Right? You ain't gonna touch it in it, right? Of course not. Yeah, if everyone wants to give me a survival roll of average difficulty. You can learn a little bit about the draft horses. Founded in 1967. Hmm. Uh, yeah, which one of them are pulling the Budweiser? Um, the... All of them. You found the beer fields of Eden. I found it! That's what the <laughs> Petris were looking for! There we go. An explosion thingy and an, so a success and an advantage. Yay! I got two successes and a disadvantage. I got uh, success, a triumph, and a threat. <laughs> okay. So all of you know that the draft horses are native to Eden. So the ones that you're familiar with are the domesticated version. But obviously you did not domesticate the entire species. This is a very large continent. So this must be the creatures that your ancestors domesticated. They're still out here wandering the plains. Cody was right that they most likely are fairly docile, but they are also easily startled. Hmm. Um but also very good to know is that they're at, at least their domesticated cousins uh, can safely be butchered and smoked for meat. These are unlikely to be rancid already from being out in the hot savanna sun. Hey, but uh, well, lucky for us, we ain't ran into any rancid meat yet. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's just a stomach bug. All right. Well. We have a massive herd here. If we start shooting, trying to butcher one, they're going to all get very much startled. Uh, we, if we get higher grounds, we might be able to shoot one or two, kill them, and they'll run off. Or with the size of these things, they might just start a stampede in our direction. Yeah, I don't like those odds. I'm not. I mean, it's not like we're dying for desperate for food just yet. Yeah, that's not a. Let's not harm these majestic creatures until until we absolutely need to. Very much. Do you think they're soft? They look very soft. Don't, don't, just don't, just don't, 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 don't be touching shit. We need to get around them, though, correct? Yeah, but that's, you don't, if you, if a lady, a larger sized lady's in your way, you still have to be respectful. I am, but this larger sized lady is, lady is to the west. We must go west. We are going west. Let's, all right, we're going to, we're going to try to. Calmly walk our way through, don't not not touching shit. Well, for me at least. Uh, but yeah, our goal so far is just to just wander through. Nothing too crazy. Okay. And I'm not trying to stealth my way through uh, because I want them to know I'm here. I just want them to know that I'm not a threat. Okay. So I'm just holding up my hands. You know what? I'm t- I'm taking out my galele and I'm just strumming along. Interesting. Bum, 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 bum. So if you're not trying to stealth, let's make it a coordination check. That's not. <laughs> coordination is a skill? Yes. And if you want, I you can choose to do it super stealth, try to be super stealthy. That's yeah. absolutely an option. It's just 
Billy has declared he's not trying to sneak. But the you rest know, of you Harvest to is sneak. totally trying to sneak. Yeah. All right. It's, that, that's his jam. Uh, and you said two threats? Uh, I'm sorry. The standard difficulty, I assume? Uh, yes. Okay. But no you know, result, apparently. No, you, all right. It's uh, a wash for Dan. Yeah. Uh, one success. Which is technically a fail for you. Yeah. Three explodies, two uh, threats. Threats. <laughs> Three successes, two threats. Yeah. Okay. Cody, I assume you're leading the way of this merry band? Yep. Providing the soundtrack? A couple of the horses lift their massive heads. Their eyes are like almost the size of your face. And, or it's not really they li- well, yeah, they lift them because they were grazing on the grass. So they lift a little bit, watch you pass by. If wishes were horses, we'd all have some glue. We would have a good time. Just uh, me and you, we would. Walk along, stuck together with glee, and that's why we are thankful for you, horses. I said, "That's so bad." <laughs> and David, uh, Cody is attracting enough attention that none of them look at you. By the time Cody has passed, the massive horses have lowered their heads again, so they're not paying attention to you as you go along. Which is great. Are they soft? <laughs> they are extremely soft sweet like you could you you lean your head against one and there's so much soft fluffy fur that like your head kind of disappears oh my god they're like sheep horses they're like sheep horses now i want one, I want one too <laughs> giant giant sheep horses so you could live on top Oh, no, young man, because I'm going to wind up cleaning up after it. (laughs) Also, with my failure, I'm the one that's about to find out they're carnivorous. (laughs) (laughs) As they open up their mouths and then smaller pony mouth comes out. The main mouth is is an herbivore, but the inner pony (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Right. Unfortunately, they're also Satanists. So they lay you down, hold you down, and cut you down the middle with a hook. (laughs) Dolema! Dolema! <laughs> no, but what actually happens is you're uh, you're nearing the end of who, passing who is? The, the group. Oh. All of you are nearing the the other side. You think you've made it through, all nice and clear, and then Arvis, mm-hmm. Arvis, Arvis. Yep, I'm not having a great trip. <laughs> one of these ma- the the creature's massive tails. It's it's kind of like a rat like tail. You know, the rest of this thing is very soft and fluffy, and then it has this weird. Skin like or skin covered tail mm-hmm. just lashes out. You know, it's flicking away a bug, yep. and it hits you and knocks you into another one of the creatures. Oof, so soft. Which <laughs> 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 and it rears up, yeah. spooked. Mm-hmm. So everyone is now in a herd of spooked twenty foot tall horses. If wishes were horses, and then <laughs> my character starts playing louder, but it's already too late. Yeah, run. <laughs> So yeah, we're running. We're running. trying. To, we are running through this massive herd as it's kind of like a domino effect of horses getting spooked. Oh, and then the horses next are getting spooked, and then he spooks two others, and they spook two others. Yeah, and then yeah, it's 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 a, a dino herd. As the camera pans out to show the domino effect of all the horses getting spooked randomly, there is a legit xenomorph like alien from Aliens in there. <laughs> yeah, it's Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the this is an opposed rule. You're going against them, so this is where our difficulty comes in. Mm-hmm. Your difficulty is going to be two red die and a purple. Oh boy! Now there are still two story uh, stu- 
two destiny points in the center of the table, so two of you can upgrade your uh, your dice. You can only spend one destiny point per player per turn. And is, and is it uh, athletics to get out of here? It, yes, it is athletics. Uh, and what's the difficulty? Two red and a purple. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that sounds real. I shouldn't have passed, but I did, but it's not great. Uh, I got... Cody got one one success and four threats. Ouch! Holy shit! I got it once. Worked out with one success. I had four successes, four arrow thingies, uh, th- three arrow thingies. So one success. Yes, nicely done. And I can spend a point to do what now? You can uh, increase. You can give yourself a boost dice, or is increase. You his- would upgrade your die. So like you upgrade a green to a yellow. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay. I'll spend one. So uh, just get rid of one of those greens mm-hmm. and replace it with the yellow. Oh, two successes and three threats. threats. So we all we all pass. We just, we have a shit ton of threats. Yes, Dan, did you get threats? No, zero threats. Just There's one success. One success. Wow. So for being the one that made that that caused this this stampede to start, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. So actually, Arvis, you, know, you got knocked knocked into a, a couple of these super yeah. soft pillows, mm-hmm. and one of them kicked you. Yep. And kicked you like overhead of the rest of them so you land probably yeah. flat on your land, ass yeah. but outside of this herd sounds good to me meanwhile you two chuckleheads yep succeeded did succeed but with all of those threats both of you uh take one wound Oof. soakable or not uh nope not soakable okay as you are just kicked and nipped at uh, so you make it to the other side, and you make it with life and limb, and you don't need to enter combat with one of these giant fluffy beasts. Don't be so sad. So, Dan, you just you just hear it like, you're just out, outside of the herd, and you just hear, Oh! Oh, God! Oh, 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 no, no, guys! No, 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 you put that down. He doesn't <laughs> want you to touch my feet! <laughs> <laughs> it's Dick Puncher, he's losing it. <laughs> Dick Puncher's the, Dick Puncher's the alpha! <laughs> And then we just slowly, the herd finally just dissipates a little bit as they run off and destroy some other section of the jungle. And there we are, just covered in soft fur and bruises. Yeah. I am uh, not pleased, Arvis. Arvis, like, kind of watches uh, watches you both uh, stumble out, and he, like, belatedly, like, puts a hand to his side. Oh, did they get you guys, too? <laughs> <laughs> My character just squints. <laughs> And just then he just like winces in pain as more bells burst into his eardrum, and then just shakes his head and says, "Okay, let's let's all get moving." Yeah, now let's move. It, yes, yes, let's let's go. The experience of that should be educational. And as the other says, Cody and Orvis walk on. Uh, Kip, uh, Kip subtly takes the lock of horsehair that he had cut off during the melee and tucks it into the back of his pocket. Navigating through that herd of the draft horses definitely slowed you down a little bit. So by now it is late afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the horizon, you can once again see a strip of, of darkness. It's right where the sun is going down. This doesn't look like more animals. This looks like a change in the landscape ahead. Yeah, let's try to everybody. Let's speed up. Let's see what that uh, that changes before nightfall. I say. All right. So we're we're gonna up our uh, up our movement rate. 
as you uh, get closer, it looks like the grassland, the savanna, comes to an abrupt end. And with very little transition space, goes from this lush grass to coarse black dust. Just covering the ground. Mm. My character. You can see it about a, a half mile uh, away. You can see that you're approaching. And from where you can see, um, you're, you've moved past the river at this point. The river came to an end. So the there's no trees beyond in this black area. It looks, it just, just looks like black a couple desert. of miles, yes, of black desert. My character picks up a stick as he approaches this black desert. He's just kind of crouching down, just poking the sand to make sure that, I don't know, it's not something that eats people. <laughs> as you approach, Billy, I need you to make a hard resilience check. As you get eaten. Yeah. That's an impact where that you are people and attempts to eat you. <laughs> Three threats. Three threats. Uh, so, first of all, Billy, take one strain damage. Actually, we're going to make that two strain damage, and you can't soak it. Okay. As you poke the the dust, and as you you poke the 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 dust that's covering the ground, and all of a sudden you just can't quite catch your breath, and you begin to cough. I stumble away, waving a hand in front of my face before shaking my head. Okay, that ain't fun. That ain't fun. That that that, that just sucks the oxygen right out of your keister. Oh, all right. We're gonna need to go around this then. I keep oxygen in my lungs. Uh, I I I look around for any signs of like how. I mean, do I see an end? Is there a way around this thing or? Nope. And now that you're closer, you can see that it's not quite completely featureless. You see, probably another half mile into the this black desert, uh, a series of mounds. Any idea what this is, Petrie? Nothing. Uh, as far as you are aware, Petrie, and all of you really, this is farther west than anybody has ever ventured on on Eden. If this were a map, this would say here there'd be dragons. I mean, all I know is I want this in between me and the rest of civilization as soon as possible. Alright, alright. So we got... Something that immediately makes you lose your breath the moment you look at it. So how the hell do we cross it? Well. Hmm. Science. I'm going to take uh, my hat, which is becoming the uh, MVP here. Uh, fill it full of sand. And I'm going to make a small inroad into the black, uh, the black sand with my sand and step on it. So he's using sand, uh, dirt and sand from outside this okay. black sand to see if that mm -hmm. will. Yeah, All right. Clever. Yes, I like it. Very you, clever. You are absorbed into the black sand, and you are one of them now. <laughs> <laughs> you are another leader. Kacha. Yes. <laughs> Guys, it's totally fine down here. We all float down here. Why don't you come in? <laughs> Give me a hard resilience check. Okie dokie. What's hard? Is that Three hard? purple. Three purple? Oh, I thought maybe hard resilience was a skill. That'd, nope. be, that'd be dope. And resilience is a skill? Yes, resilience is a skill. Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Alright. Four successes! Damn! Four successes, two threats. Wow! 
it works. You don't, I, as you take in a, a breath, the air smells off. Mm. There, there's something else in the air here, but it's not sucking the oxygen out through your keister, as Cody so colorfully put it. I said it more in angelic lack, I'd say. Um, uh, this seems to work. Uh, there seems to be some sort of olfactory uh, effect. Um, it's, it's a bit rancid, maybe. Maybe it's a gas. We should ignite something, see if it's a gas. You want to ignite an entire desert at this distance. We can't get around otherwise. Oh, you think it'll scare the horses? <laughs> Very humane of you. I think our de- deathly screams will scare damn Lostin. All right. Well, this seems to work, but I'm also noting a significant uptick in lightheadedness and a desire to throw up, but I can breathe. We could try this, or we could try something else. We should say it quickly, because that smell is not going away. All right, well, everybody, if uh, you have a rebreather, use it. If not, uh, use your bandana. And my character's wrapping a bandana around his mouth. And yeah, I guess they're going to go through this desert. Um, Though it's going to be really slow if we have to, like, collect a bunch of sand, pour it a path. I'm going to sign some more. Having stood there, I'm going to step on the normal black sand. Okay. Nothing happens. This threw my bandana. You need to walk on my sand first <laughs> and then step onto the black sand. It neutralizes the effect. I'm taking some black sand with me for tests later. Huh. I'm sure that's the way it works. So yeah, Mike, we'll we'll follow him then. <laughs> this character should not be a scientist. Yeah. But yeah, in do, Lou- you, do you pick up some of the sand? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put some into a. Give me a hard resilience check. I would love to. Just faint right into it. Oh god, oh, I fell into a open mouth. <laughs> and did you? Do you have something covering your face? Yeah, he did. He did say yes. I'm I'll give you yeah. um, a boost die. That's the blue die. Cool. The blue d six, right? Yes. I got a triangle thingy. So it's a, a failure. Failure and. Uh, Triumph. Uh, uh, no, a success. Uh, no, a failure and a advantage. All right. Mm-hmm. David, take a point of strain that you cannot soak. Okie dokie. As some of the, the particles managed to get past your bandana. No problem. Now, my strain is two things in, in
the bandana boys over okay, here. Okay, so what is what is hard? No. Uh, what what is uh, hard? Three purple. Ooh, uh, four successes, two tie threats. fighters. <laughs> threats. <laughs> two threats. All right. Two tie fighters. I mean, you're not wrong. Right. <laughs> two tie fighters, a wombat, and uh, that's not a moon <laughs> and a dollary <laughs> do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so four successes, two threats. Okay. Um, you are fine. You don't take any of the strain, but you can mm-hmm. tell. Maybe mm-hmm. you decide how you can tell mm-hmm. this, but the particulate matter is getting. Um, caught in your rebreather mm-hmm. and it has the potential to cause cause it to malfunction. Right, right. I don't know whether that's a computer readout and like a heads up display or just you can breathe, just... breathing's getting a little harder. It's like oh, the the filters are getting clogged. The fan yeah, the yeah. fans making a little buzzing sound. Yeah, yeah. You spray yourself with condensed air. <laughs> yep. So now that you are within the black desert um, you're only going to have to make that roll again every six hours unless you do something to kick up the sand, like poke it with a stick or collect some in a bottle. Or tackle Billy's character, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Dirt fight! <laughs> make angels. Aw, <laughs> oh. yeah. so cute. So you begin traversing the Black Desert. Are you heading towards those mounds? Sure. Yeah. You have no place other than west to go. (laughs) They are directly west. They are Mm -hmm. due west. Great. That's where uh, the shadow wolves are. (laughs) And as you get close to the the first of these series of mounds, it looks like there is um, about uh, maybe 12 or 14 of them in a relatively small area. They're about four feet high and 20 feet in diameter. And of course, they are also covered in the coarse black sand of the desert. Undaunted, I go on. Yep. Taking, yep, taking this hell for the Emperor. As soon as you step on it, it sounds hollow. Your feet make a distinctly different sound on the mound than on the rest of the ground. What the hell? This, um, this doesn't have things in it. Or if it has things in it, it's very light. Maybe it's full of the horsehair. Uh, let's let's try to op- let's try to brush some of the sand off. Uh, yeah. Get a, use a blanket. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, yeah. Yes. We're trying to brush some of the sand off these mounds without blowing it into your face. Trying yeah. to, but we're probably gonna have to make a roll still. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I have an idea. Oh. Yeah, the lock of horsehair. I'm gonna attach it to the. Uh, I'm gonna attach it to. Um, the end of uh, the f- the the uh, flat of my monofilament blade, and then use it as like a brush. I like that. Mm. It's not fast work, but it's safe. Yep. Happy little trees. <laughs> so yeah, I won't even make you do a, a roll for that. It's just going to take longer. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, the sun is definitely setting as you uh, uncover it. What are the chances the shadow wolves are unaffected by a black as night uh, <laughs> sand that kills things? And in the waning sunlight, you can see that the, uh, you brush off, a, takes maybe like six inches or so of, of dust before you reach the, the top of the mound. Uh, and it seems to be an unidentified, or you can't identify it, uh, but it is some sort of metal alloy. Oh, okay. This, hmm, this is strange. This is metal. This is what Eden wanted us to find. Let's see if there's some sort of 
door. Let's keep on brushing. Let's speed it up. We don't want to be stuck out here during the night. I Night is rapidly approaching. Like, within the next 30 minutes, the sun will be down. My character's hoping that we can maybe find uh, a door and maybe sleep inside this thing. Um, because yeah. oh, he doesn't want to start. He doesn't want to light a match in the middle of what he assumes is a giant fuse. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, uh, we're going to speed it up. We're going to take a blanket and just kind of start pushing the sand aside as yeah. quickly as possible. Now we're going to have to roll. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll make this resilience because you are definitely capable of brushing it off. It's not to see if that's successful. Yeah. It's another resilience uh, hard roll mm-hmm. with your boost dice to see if you can how much damage you might take as you're brushing this off. Two successes. One success. Three advantages. Nicely done. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, two failures and two advantages. So with the failures, uh, take two strain. Okay. Again, can't soak this. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the successes and the advantages that Dan rolled, uh, I'm going to say that you did this in a very uh, uh, quick mm-hmm. fashion, uh, quick and efficient for you guys, not for Kip. And you don't find a door, but you do find a window. Huh. Yeah, so I, I bring everybody's attention to the window. Yeah. Uh, can, you can't um, see yeah, a way to... can't see anything in open, there. Yeah, we certainly can't see yeah, within no light it. Or anything. Um, and like, if you pull on it a little bit, there's so much sand in there, you can't push it open. Yep. But you could probably break it. Right. Uh, yeah, he kind of reaches for his uh, laser pistol. Like, uh, one of you guys got something uh, to break this window with? Yeah, I do. I'm going to cut it open with my quote-unquote non-legally binding uh, monofilament uh, sword. You're not a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. So, monofilament sword is a, it's a, it is a blade, it is not a laser sword. Yeah, that's just him making those noises as he's using the sword. Sure, Angela. (laughs) Definitely not a lightsaber. You hear that, Lucas? Trust me, it would have way better stats if it were a lightsaber. I know, I know, because I'm just a first-level character. <laughs> you know, I'm like on a pad, and I want to get higher, oh but... <laughs> so, with this definitely not laser sword that just has an edge that has been honed by by lasers, you're able to... Do you cut through the glass, or do you want to smash it? Uh, I'm going to... It's sharp enough that it can cut through glass, I would allow. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, like, cat burglar. I'm going to cut along the seams of whatever the windowsill is. All right. And uh, when the the glass falls inward, mm-hmm. and it falls for a second or two, you know, it falls a, a fair distance before it crashes, mm-hmm. and it echoes a little bit, but it seems like the sound is being absorbed. Cool. I jump in. He, you heard the man. He, he has the spider pack. Yep. So I. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you just jump in or do you spider pack in? Oh, they are the same. Um, <laughs> my spider pack knows me like a like a pet would. So the spider pack looks down and says, "Ah, no." And so I cross my arms and I just kind of hop feet first into it, and then from my backpack come two spindly purple legs that latch onto either side, and then a. Th- uh, a uh, stream of uh, it like catches me for a second, so I bob, and then uh, it like creates a spinneret sort of thing, and then attaches me via some thread silk, and I start lowering down. But it looks like my character did, would did, would have done this regardless. <laughs> 
And when you reach the bottom, you uh, go down about 20 feet um, before your feet reach the ground. And it is pitch black in here. Does it still smell weird like it did out there? It still smells a little off, but mostly it smells stale. Okay. You don't see any other, well, especially because you can't see much of anything. All mm-hmm. you can see is the um, the the window that you came through. You can see a little bit of, of light from the last rays of, of the sun, um, but you don't see any other windows immediately or anything else in the darkness. That's okay. I should be able to see enough once I activate my light. Right. No lightsaber. No lightsaber. Has the word light in the name. Next you're going to tell me it's not technically a saber. It's not. Sabers only cut one way. Fuck you, nerds. <laughs> I don't... I don't, uh, I, so I don't understand the vitriol at the moment. Uh, most likely in your survival pack, uh, you, I, I would allow you to have a flashlight. Cool. I'm going to activate that. <laughs> <laughs> It does not explode. It does not ignite anything either. Uh, You see that you are in uh, an empty metal chamber. Again, you're about 20 feet down from the the top. Uh, All that is uh, of notice in here, there is a door, as well as there is the shattered glass all over the ground from the window that you opened. Like, yep, like like I had a key. It's safe down here. It seems to be, um, oh, just wide and open. Keep things down here. Things we take. Find. Yeah. Things we find. Kind of look over like, it's going down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody nods his head, takes hold of the uh, silk filament, and just kind of slowly, carefully uh, climbs his way down. It's a little sticky, but he makes it. He makes do. And uh, Arvis does the same after, a moment after. He, he takes a moment, like, just kind of. Look or do like uh, the prairie dog thing, kind of like look around, make sure like you know, no uh, dark foreboding silhouettes are are highlighted against the setting sun, and uh, and then uh, climbs down as well. Down you go. I'm not saying he's paranoid or anything, because hey, he's not. They really are at together. Exactly. It's not paranoia if they are after you. You think the cops are out here yes. looking for? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> they are everywhere. They're probably inside here too. <laughs> So yeah, you are in the middle of this completely empty chamber. So we should be able to stay here the night, and then yeah, let's see if what's on the other side of that door. Maybe we can, if it's another room, we can close it off so we don't have to be breathing in that smell. Good thinking. So yeah, I'll, I'll take a. Well, someone should go first, and I'll stay in the back with uh, my my rifle out, ready to shoot. The door is charmingly antique. It has a handle. So you have to turn and pull it open. I used the sword, Angela. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, without hesitating, Kip is just going to just bound over there and open it up. And you open it up into a corridor. Uh, as you look up and down the corridor, it seems that uh, there are six other doors in this corridor, all on the same side as you. On the opposite side, you see more windows, but... The only thing on the other side is the coarse black sand. And it's just a room with this one has windows? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I totally zoned out. Yeah, so sure. you're in a, a metal, a, cy- a cylindrical room right now. And 
David opened up into the corridor. There's six other doors on the same side as you. On the opposite side are windows. But the only thing you can see is the black sand. All right. Do we want to explore tonight to see what else we can find? Or Yes, some of these are west. Right. Not to mention, we want to make sure we're alone in here. Oh, I think whatever's been in here is long dead, but I agree with you. So yeah, we'll 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 take this place one door at a time. Look, there's a map. Yay! So that's where we are. Yes, you are here, conveniently in the middle of this one side. So you've got six other rooms. And so um, this is basically a yeah. We'll, we'll post this, but this is basically a hallway. This is this is. And yeah, yeah right. there's there's nothing here. This is. Uh, or this is like actually, yeah. Or, no, yeah. So we're standing. So windows, windows are up here. Okay, so we're basically standing in this hallway, and this yes. is the door we opened. Yes. Okay. Now my character thinks he's invincible, and I'm not saying that he's going to be Superman, but I'm going to go three doors down. <laughs> oh my god. Well, do you go? So, uh, let's see, which way would be west on this? Left or right? North, south, east. So, this uh, going to your right would be west. I would love to. And do you uh, investigate the rooms, or are you just going down the hallway? Just peeing on everything I see. Um, oh, it's fine you- now. Uh, I, no, I'm, he's going to go all the way down and work his way back. Okay. So, oh yeah, that's right, because you go three doors down. Ta-da! I am going to die for a bad 90s uh, <laughs> 90s joke. Was that, that uh, Superman yeah. by Three Doors Down? Yeah, yeah. Kryptonite. That's right, that's right. Uh, give me a hard perception check. Quick question. Yes. I have cybernetic eyes. Yes, you do. Is that a thing that I should know about? <laughs> no, the genetically enhanced awareness is actually already built into your um, perception role. Okay, Like cool. it's already in there. Got it, got it, got it. Yep, that was, that was my question. All right, so a hard perception. So that's three purple dice. Cool. One, two, three. No result. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. wait, so I'm like about to open the door and I go, that's the- Oh, so I, you open the door and it's another empty room. Oh, okay. And actually, as you work your way back to the original room, mm-hmm. every room is exactly the same. It is a 20-foot tall, 20-foot diameter cylinder um, with uh, nothing in it. Hmm. I will also be looking around these rooms. The same ones that... Kip is going through. I'm I'm going to go three doors down the opposite <laughs> way and start working my way back. So yes. Hard perception. And you, which way do you want to come? Do you uh, want to help? I'm gonna follow you as you go down the, the three the three doors down, but then I'm gonna actually peek around the corner and keep going, like sneak forward. So as you're following him, would would he get a boost die for the assist? If, uh, if he still keeps on going, he's not searching. But if he's yeah. going to help, if he's act, if he's going to stop, yeah, because I'm because I'm not I'm not uh, I didn't intend to help search the other okay. rooms. I'm like, all right, you you've got that. I'm going to go on and right, scout so ahead, yep. basically. So. Nobody's nobody's cool. assisting anybody else. Everyone yep. for themselves. Yep. Uh, zero successes. Three wow. empty rooms. No, yeah. but empty rooms here. Eden says that this is a uh, this is a weird place. Yeah. Meanwhile, around the corner, I guess I see this uh, yeah, big door here. There, yeah, so um, as you peek down here, there's only one door. It is on your left as mm-hmm. you uh, look down. Does it look different from the others or just kind of the same? Yeah, it looks uh, a bit larger. It's like a double set of doors rather than right. just a single door. 
yeah, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna I'm gonna listen at the door first, like very cautiously, <laughs> and uh, assuming he doesn't hear anything, he's gonna gently jiggle the handles and, and try and open up. As soon as you begin to push the door open, you can tell that there's a little bit of resistance. Mm-hmm. And as you look down, I assume you also have a flashlight yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you can see a bit of that coarse sand is uh, now like falling under the door. Oh, no. He yeah, closes the door again. And uh, uh, he's going to head back to so he can. He doesn't want to yell all the way down the hallway. Uh, so he's, he kind of pads back and goes, I found a room, but looks like it's been breached uh, full of sand. All right. Well, there are more rooms yet. Maybe it's down here. And I'm going to go around the corner edge to the uh, far west. Yep. Yep. So now, unfortunately, you're not no longer going west. You've reached as far west as this building allows. Clawing up the walls. <laughs> Let me through. Let me out. And you also see a double door on the right. There's only one door here, but it's a double set. I open it. Uh, and it opens easily. It has not been breached with the sand. Mm-hmm. And when you enter this room, you see that the walls are covered in shelves that are completely empty. Hmm. Uh, and there's also a couple rows of shelves in the uh, in the middle. The shelves go uh, about 16 feet tall, so almost up to the ceiling. But you don't see any sign of ladders or anything like that. It's just bare shelves that go extremely high. And in the middle of the room are... Three dead bodies. Oh, this might offer some answers. I investigate the bodies. And the booby traps they are inevitably covering. <laughs> they're, they are not trapped. What? There's, it... there's, there's no booby traps on them. Are it's they... not One-Eyed Willie's treasure? Are they mummified or anything like that? Or they, uh, They're not mummified in the sense that they've gone through a burial ritual, ritual but... Did you see my notes? Because I actually know they are mummified in the sense that they've um, like their skin is extremely dried out. Like they didn't decompose, mm-hmm. um, so their skin is dark brown and leathery. Um, cheeks sunken in, uh, eye sockets sunken in. Uh, the, as the, their exposed hands, at uh, first you think they are skeletal book skeletons, but no, you see that there is still a bit of skin, leathery skin covering them. So we've got about two days jerky, three days. What's the estimate? I, it's stringy. I mean, it's it's pretty stringy. Well, so they're let's corpse say two crackers. Days. There mean, you go. Two days worth of corpse crackers. Mm. Yeah. Warhammer forty special K. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Someone has to have made that reference before, but it's a really good one. I'm going to try to find uh, Arvis. Arvis, did you? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I rejoined the group. Uh, yeah, when I went. Oh, that. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just in the hallway. So okay, I guess. Yeah, then, so David's then, the only one that has found these bodies. Then yeah. we're going to find. Uh, look for Kip. Yep. I so um, walk back and. So Kip, you are alone in this uh, in this room. I have some questions and three insinuations, but you might. I could use your help in parsing through this. There are these as you turn the corner. There are these three dead bodies here. They've been here for quite some time. Hmm. Considering that the air is dry, it's not a surprise. There don't... I flash the flashlight around. There doesn't seem to be any sort of pest. So these bodies would be completely preserved. Uh, What are they wearing, if anything? They're wearing a type of almost plasticky armor. 
I everyone would have to give me a knowledge check to see if you recognize it. Knowledge what? Lore, geography for a bit, and adventuring? Uh, knowledge adventuring. Mm-hmm. What's the difficulty? Average. Uh, two successes and two threats. Two successes and one threat. Two successes and three threats. <laughs> so all of you recognize that the armor is like an antique. Like it, It's in the back of your head that maybe it was a, a museum or an old document that you saw oh. pictures of people that were exploring about a hundred years ago hmm. would wear oh. armor like this. We got a glass window at St. Mary's Bay and St. Mary's wearing something that's very similar to this garment. It's a little more tarnished, but yeah, this is could be early what they wore uh, on the ships when they came down from the, the old heavens. But we're, and I'm flashing my flashlight around this entire time to illuminate the shelves. We're multiple days away from Lawston. Yeah, and clearly not the first to ever come here, after all. But how would we not have a map? How would no one have written this down? Well, it depends on how these people died, I'd say. I'm going to try to look over to see what killed them. Uh, Give me a medicine check. Difficulty's pretty high because they're dead. Yeah, and you don't have any sort of of kit uh, to do this, so this is going to be uh, formidable, which is four. I'm gonna help. Yeah, I like no, that's the basic medicine. So, what? Uh, how many dice you rock in there, Billy? Uh, two. How about you? Um, well, I've got a green and a yellow. All right, so I'll help so you. Better off, yeah. So you roll four. So, so what that would actually do is I would upgrade. Uh, I only have two greens. Yeah. All right. So never mind. Dice. All right. So yeah, you get a boost die, David. And I got four negatives or four baddies. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Come on. Uh, that's not good. Two failures and one threat. Yeah, wow. Those yeah. bads pummeled me. Absolutely no clue what killed these people. Well, maybe they were part of an exploration group that just didn't make it back. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't send people out searching in the very beginning. Also, why are there only three of them? Look at the size of this place. Uh, well, it could be more. Who knows? We'll let's explore a little bit more. Uh, they got any tools on them? Anything like that? They do. Uh, as you search them, you can recover a, uh, a flechette pistol, two incendiary grenades, a combat vest, and an energy knife. Hmm. Arvis, I'd say as I toss, I toss like the vesture away. Yeah. You, you seem to need this more than. Anything. No, I've already got it. Actually, I'm already wearing a, a vest. Although I don't know if the, that vest is technically better than what uh, I have. This gives you a defense of one and a soak of one. Yeah, I've got a soak of two and a defense of zero. Yeah. So sure. what defense does is whoever is attacking you, they get a setback die for every point of defense you have. So would that be better than just the two extra soak? Uh, yeah, because that actually allows you a better chance for them to miss you. All right, so in that case, yeah, I would. What's the encumbrance on that? Uh, it's encumbrance one. Wow, oh, see, so it's a lot lighter than the one I have. Yeah. I have encumbrance three. Yeah, and you can't you can't stack armor, so you can't. Yeah, so yeah, switch out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So in that case, I'm gonna switch it out. I'm also eyeing that that knife if uh, if nobody else wants it. Yeah, because uh, I have like no melee weapons. I'll take the grenades. Okay. You want the pistol? Sure, might be useful. Mm-hmm. All right, so it has been a hard day of travel for uh, for all of you. Do you want to keep 
exploring. Yeah, everybody or... take a corpse, use it as a pillow, and get some rest. Uh, yeah, we're going to do one of those empty rooms that we... Uh, we're not going to sleep in the corpse room unless you guys really want to push for that. No. Is, did, did we see one anyone anyone that had like a vent in it or anything like that? Uh, well, all of you failed your perception checks, so no. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna find an empty room, sit down, and just relax for the night. Yeah, all right. pull out one of our lanterns, light it up, and uh, sleep there. All and right. Today we're just tonight we're eating. Well, it depends on how bold you are, jerky uh, or just the trail mix. Or oh, dehi- dehydrated rations. Dehydrated rations, or I guess human jerky. Steve. Or right, did you bring any of the the shadow wolf uh, jerky with you? Uh, I left that for nature. Okay. I let, I let nature, uh, you know what you take from nature, you need to give back to nature. Yeah. Speaking I, of which, I need to find another room to <laughs> give back. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to eat some of the basic rations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah same. So I, this is a sci-fi setting. It is dehydrated food. You can it can be whatever you want. I mean, this could be very Back to the Future too, where you've got a full pizza. Mm. I mine is basically you take a tablet, you sh- put some water on it, it begins boiling, and then you you take a tablet, you drop it into a little bag of flour-looking stuff. Pour some water in it, close the bag, shake it up, and it basically, you open it up and it smells like taco meat. But it's, it, what it says on the side is supposed to be like, uh, uh, like, like chicken parma, parmesan, but it just always, it always comes out looking like <laughs> taco, taco meat. meat. Like, it all, it's a lot. The flavors kind of vary a little bit, but it's always just kind of like a different type of taco it's like meat. A, uh, are dehydrated rations provided by Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no matter what the actual combination is, our it all kind demolition of... Demolition Man was it, true. <laughs> are we from Demolition Man? Fandible, yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Taco Bell. Oh, I wish. Oh, that would be great. Oh, my God. You know what would I'd really like right now? One of their fresh Dorito Cortitos. <laughs> I actually would. Yeah, damn straight. There's ah. a, whenever I see a Taco Bell in the morning, I'm like, yes, guaranteed, passable... Breakfast burrito. <laughs> At any given time, I would feel a little bit better if you handed me a breakfast burrito. I, I do not think I've had Taco Bell in probably four years, but I do want one. Like every time I eat like an like an authentic taco, you're like this is really good. But there's always part of my mind's like, you know, what would be better if this was a shitty American version. Yep. I kind of want I want one day of just eating a a, a shitty American version of a uh, taco. To really, I think I'd really, really appreciate the authentic one more. I genuinely appreciate it more than I like, um, uh, what's that shitty company that doesn't pay their employees anymore or something? Chipotle? Yeah, Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like Chipotle, too. Like, when I, I was like, oh, I can go to Chipotle today, I was like, oh, wait, no. Oh, because it poisons the food that it doesn't pay its workers to make. Yep, yep. yep. Anyway. Chipotle. Chipotle. Oh, oh, shit. Are they one of our sponsors? <laughs> Chipotle. Yeah? Okay. It's shit in a bag. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway. So, yeah. Mine is like taco beet in a bag. That uh, says next, chicken parm. Yeah. Next one is going to be like broccoli, broccoli, uh, and chicken. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my character just takes out a small, uh, uh, a small cube and zaps it once and it, uh, melts into a cup and it is a, uh, it's a vegetable smoothie with all the nutrients and protein you need for the day. And he drinks 95% of it and then pours the last 5% into his bug backpack. And it goes like, <laughs> and then it curls up all of its appendages and goes to sleep. Also works as a fellow. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Arvis is, uh, he's, he's, uh, oddly enough a vegetarian, I've decided. And, uh, so he pours in, you know, he's got a little, uh, you know, his little package, uh, opens it, opens a little, like, spice package of some kind, you know, pours it in, pours in some water, closes it again, lets it, the bag kind of inflates as it, uh, as it, you know, cooks inside the bag, and he goes, like, I got the, uh, got the veggies. So, and he opens it up, and it, out comes a slab that could, Easily pass for like a medium rare steak. It's like, really? <laughs> it says it says mixed greens in the. It it is. I, I yeah, mean, no, it's like and then he like kind of cuts into it and it's clearly like made of tofu. Basically, yeah. it's like, but it but at first glance, like really, why? <laughs> <sighs> and he eats it. We used to give them to people. Uh, we used to give them people uh, at church. They'd find it hilarious. They almost <laughs> would eat that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Who makes this swerve evening dinners? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, just kind of eating, and I'll take first watch. Yeah, same same as last time. Unless yeah, uh, second watch, third watch, and then uh, playing my ukulele until we sleep. All right, everybody, give me ukulele. a hard. Everyone, give me a hard resilience check. Uh, oh, this boy. is gonna mess with my ability to make a raft again. What the weird thing was, I was even thinking, I was like, I really should like, get a lot of a resilience. And I was like, oh, no, we never use resilience. Uh, how, uh, how, uh, how many dice is hard three, again? Three. The three. All right. Oh, god damn. No. Uh, fail and an advantage. Dan, take one strain. Uh, success and two threats. One failure and one threat. Billy, take one strain. And David, nothing for you. Cool. So what's that strain from? You're not feeling well or what? It's difficult to breathe. You can just tell that the air down here yeah. is not the greatest for breathing. Um, and what's about us healing? Like, we, some of us took some damage. If you took, Did anyone take wounds? Yes, I yes. took one wound. Okay. So, uh, to heal wounds is a medicine check. It is easy for just one wound. However, if you are doing it on yourself, you increase it by two, so it would actually be hard if you're trying to heal yourself. Someone else tries to heal you, then it's easy. Uh, Dave, I'll heal you, you heal me. Yep, likewise. All right. And with a full night's sleep, you'll actually recover all of your strain. And any, I mean, not that it matters because you're going to sleep, but any advantages that you get, um, those heal strain as well. So the night passes, and aside from feeling a little... uh, some of you feeling a little ill at ease with the breathability of the air. You all heal up your strain. So if we took strain before, that strain's still gone, right? Yes. Right. The, the, the strain we took strain from the bad breathing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's still it, it still is all all gone, and nothing happens overnight. We are going to uh, keep on exploring. Like what? So, Arvis, what'd you find? Jack and shit. Oh, well, well, when you went around your corner, <laughs> well, it looks just, like it's a uh, yeah. I just found a room, kind of like, kind of like this one in terms of door position, but it was completely full of sand. So I left the door closed. Smart. Okay. Well, then we got. Another, I guess we got another corridor, another hallway to check out. Yes. Um, there are a few more doors. We made it through the night, so I think we can assess that. If there is anything predatory in this area, it doesn't know we're here. All right, let's keep on going down. Uh, so 
Arvis, you sound. You said you found a room filled with sand. Yeah, no, no going in there. Okay, and then this one doesn't seem to be of interest. So let's go around the other corner and see what uh, other rooms have waiting for us. All right. I'll, I'll check the first room, the one that's furthest to the west. Let's all work together. Maybe we'll be able to see something if we all work together. <laughs> let's use the work together rule. Arvis is already gone. <laughs> no, no, no. He'll, he'll go along. Yeah, I say let's work together because we've not fa- we failed every time. So like, all right, then uh, I'll step in and look sh- the, the the ceiling and straight ahead. Um, uh, uh, Arvin, Arvis, mm-hmm. uh, you take the the left and everything on it, and Andy. Cody, you take the right and everything on it. All right, and yeah, we're, we're and now being around you, David, means that they're going to get a boost to their perception. So, boost die for everybody doing perception. Do, or are we just going to do the help one person with perception? Is it three? So, you can only have one person helping you. Okay. Yeah. So it's we probably might better to have three separate rolls, each one with a boost, than just yep. one roll with a boost. Cool. Let's do it. So, I'll say you walk into the first room, again, the westernmost room in this new corridor, and like all the others, completely bare metal cylindrical room. Is the difficulty in this normal or hard? Uh, this is hard. All right. One, two, three. And a boost dice. Yes. Two successes and an advantage. Yay. Zero. Just straight up zero. Two failures and a, a bad thing. Threat. Threat. So Dan fi- Arvis finally saw something. Yeah, I see a thing. Okay. And he runs. So, <laughs> Arvis, you notice as you are looking, you're looking on the left side of the room. I guess. From uh, from Kip's directions. Mm-hmm. As you're looking ar- around at the, the left side, uh, you notice that there's small holes in the wall in a couple of places and some scratches on the floor. Hmm. Seems like heavy furniture was once in here and it was removed. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I point that out. It's like, yeah, check these and out. And also, when you're looking at it, um, like... You're kind of beginning to put things together with how large these rooms were and, like, the massive shelves that you saw. And then just, you're kind of, like, trying to map out the placement of whatever furniture this could have been. Everything seems to be on a scale much larger than any of you would ever use. But the bodies we saw were the, just, they looked effectively, well, as human as something mummified and desiccated can look. And it was recognizable armor from a previous era of of Eden. It was kind of the equivalent of us finding somebody in Revolutionary War gear. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I I kind of, like, uh, start, you know, draw their attention. Like, look look at this. These look like uh, mounting holes for furniture of some kind, but take some time, kind of, like, pace us off the room. Whatever furniture here was huge. I mean, it's not normal. It's not the type of just on the scale of it. Hmm. It's Maybe it was freight or something like that. Could yeah. be one of them fellows that got genetically genetically uh, enhanced. I mean, uh, hmm. uh, the the Petries, uh, they're known for such a thing. They 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 made a fellow about had damn near six hundred pounds. I hear the the marks don't look though like there was, but like they don't look like they look like like stuff was. Ripped from the floor, nope. or it's just like it's like you had these yeah. things here for quite a while, right. and then just in the, it's more like wear and tear. Yes. Mark showing that there was once furniture here. Yeah, it's okay, so it also could have been stripped by looters. We might not be the first people here. Well, Possibly sounds, that, that other sounds... rooms leaking uh, sand in that means there's a crack in this somewhere else. 
Yeah. So. Well, we should continue and see if we find anything else. Perhaps there's a trail to where they they dragged it all and yeah, they yeah. left it here. So, Angela, we're going to finish up. Uh, we're going to go down this corridor and like mark off the five other rooms to see if they have anything in them. Mm-hmm. And if not, there's this one giant door that I'm noticing at the end uh, mm-hmm. that I'm kind of curious about checking out. But first, we're going to check the rooms. Okay. Uh, so... Each of the rooms, now that you know, now that Arvis has seen those marks of wear and tear, now that you know to look uh, look for them, uh, you see them in all the other rooms as well. So obviously, this place was once filled with equipment or furniture of some kind. And I'll remind you, as far as you're aware, you are the first colonists on Eden. Mm-hmm. I, there's been 300 years of you, but there was no other sentient race here. There was no sign of other civilizations ever having been on this planet. Uh, so the other five rooms, again, completely empty. They just have those very, very minor signs of wear and tear. The larger open space is just like a vestibule in the corridor. It has a pair of double doors at the far end, and there's even windows in them. And you can just see on the opposite side the coarse black sand, just like you were seeing out the windows earlier. How did this place even get here? I mean... It could have been a crashed, maybe. Maybe it was a part of the, the colony ship that just fell off. And it predates the sand, otherwise the sand wouldn't be surrounding it. Maybe maybe the sand's a byproduct of... Yeah, I know what the word byproduct is. Don't look all surprised, but maybe the sand got turned black because of this stuff. I mean, I remember some of them... Um, St. Mary's, we had a problem once when we started uh, looting some old wreckage. We uh, were looking for some relics and some chemicals fell out of off of it and got everybody sick. Maybe something fell off this thing and turned the sand that kind of grew around it black. Do you think that there's still some sort of energy signature here? How? That's, that's, I mean, I can ask Eden, but she... this don't, she, this ain't a part of Eden. This is a void. This is from stars, so she don't know nothing. There I go again, gendering it. I always have to gender it. Eden don't know. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, I think that we've checked everything that we can in here. So what's our situation? We're in an empty space with three bodies and nothing else, and we're surrounded on all sides by sand. But there were multiple bulges in the sand. There might be more out there. It's not- or you're the, you, I said that there was about 14, like 12 or 14 mounds in the immediate area that you were digging mm-hmm. in. Uh, and you can kind of map it out. Each of these cylindrical rooms was another mound. Got it. So there's more beyond this particular uh, construction. Mm-hmm. So there, there could be more things. But the ones that were in your immediate area are accounted for here. I want to look at the bodies again. Right. Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, I mean, we could try opening the double doors to see if we can clear a way path through the hallway, see what's on beyond that, but ain't going to be easy. This is fine coarse sand. Mm. We can try. Well, how about you look at the bodies first? Once we get everything in, we'll open the double doors to see if we can kind of get everything out of the way. And if we can't, we pretty much contaminate this place and get the hell out of Dodge and keep on walking. All right. What's for me? Uh, let's go, guys. We need to get something to bring back. All right. So, looking at the bodies first. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you go back to the bodies. How do you want to examine them? I believe medicine was used. I, um, Cody used medicine to look at them. And you can try that again because you haven't done that. Or if you want to try some other... Medicine would be my best role. Unless knowledge adventuring helps. Uh, but this sounds like something more medicinal. Yeah. In which case I will use medicine. Well, it'd be two things. If he's looking internally to see what's wrong with the bodies, or if there's anything wrong with the bodies, that would be medicine. If he's looking outside the bodies, like any kind of markings, any tattoos, anything like that, that would be perception, I would say. Yeah, I'm looking internally. Okay. Definitely. Okay, so you're still trying to figure out a cause of death or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that bothers me. I slept here. <laughs> oh my god, these men have giant penises. <laughs> We're safe. It's <laughs> not for yourself. It's like, Kip, what was that sound? It sounded like you just unraveled a really long piece of parchment. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kip takes a fire minute. hose. Yeah. So uh, this is hard. Okay, so three? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey! Holy shit! I got a... a, a success? Not lightsaber, but definitely something that looks a lot like yeah, a lightsaber. A yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, success and a triumph. You nice. come in and I'm making the fuck out with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kip, as you are examining the um, the bodies, you're looking at you're looking at their their faces, and you know they're absolutely horrific looking with the the skin sunken and and tight. But as you look around their mouths, you see some of the black dust is embedded like in the creases around their lips. You can extrapolate from there. It seems like it was inhalation mm. that killed them of the the um, of the sand or of the gas in the air. It was they smothered to death essentially without anything being found on top of them. Okay. Um and is there any indicator why they were sitting at this one table? Why there's one table here at all? Uh, they aren't at a table. They are just kind oh. of collapsed on the ground. Oh, my mistake. Um, yeah, we already shook them down. I guess now I will roll notice to see, or perception, to see if there are any identifiable markings on them. Okay. Perception or adventuring would work. Uh, yeah, adventuring. And this will be... Because uh, this is the classic body shakedown. <laughs> uh, this will be average difficulty. Okay. So that's a three? Uh, it's two. Okay. <laughs> no result. No. All right. So there are some, like, I was going to say jewelry, but you like jewelry. So there's no jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, or if there is, it's very dull, like wood maybe. Okay, um, yeah. Not and there's, right. like, some of the skin has markings on it, but you can't, either you can't recognize it, or you're not sure, you know, this could just be an artifact of how the skin decomposed, mm-hmm. rather than a, a remnant of a tattoo. Yep. You don't find anything that helps you understand much about them. Okay. I uh, go back to the, uh, I go back to Cody and Arvis. Yeah, we're standing in front of the door, just kind of examining it, seeing how, if it's locked, or anything like that. So this uh, this front door and this yeah this front door, door that you, we could see that they're standing on the other mm-hmm. side. We want to see if we can open it and kind of maybe 
get to the other side of the hallway or we assume there's a hallway. We don't know. We're just going to see what we can do. So the problem is that these doors open outward into the sand. Uh, as you push it open, you know, you get maybe an inch or so before there's just too much sand on the other side. Arvis, you do notice as these doors are being pushed, it is way more difficult to push these doors than it was that other room. You think maybe that other room wasn't completely filled up with hmm. sand, just, you know, partway. Yeah. We, uh, I come around the corner as you guys are pushing. We shouldn't stay here. Those bodies died from inhaling this dust. And I don't think we're going to be making our way into this room. It's just too much sand. Yeah, uh, but not as much sand as the other one. It might right. be worth a shot to check that one out. I just saw some sand start to spill out, and I closed the door immediately. Well, well, let's it check wasn't that one. nearly as bad as this. Oh, yeah, let's try that one then, and then we'll leave. I mean, there's no sense dying in something if it's just an iron metal box. Yeah, we should try to mark where this is, though. Agreed. We'll, we'll mark that on the map. And, yeah, we're heading over to uh, the door that Dan had kind of opened up a crack to check out, mm-hmm. and we're going to try to open that door. All right. Cool. We all have our bandanas and our breathers on, yep. though. Mm-hmm. Before you do, it's been several hours since you had to last make a resilience check, so another hard resilience check. Fair enough. With your boost die because you, uh, yep. or dice in Dan's case, because you've mentioned your masks. Uh, two successes, three threats. One, I guess, failure is a triangle, and six advantages. Wow. That's wow. bizarre. Good luck with that one. Okay. <laughs> it clears out his filter. Yeah, maybe like, you know what? Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a good suggestion. Like, I start, uh, like, and I start kind of like choking on, like, oh, ah, it's not. So I had to take off the rebreather, and as I'm kind of taking it off and checking it, it does, in fact, like knock enough of the dust loose that going forward it works normally yeah. again. But for the moment, I did take a nice big lungful of so the take, nasty. You yeah. take one strain, certainly. Yeah. And Kip? Two successes, one uh, threat. Threat. Okay. So you are fine, Kip. And you had three threats? Uh, I think I had. Yeah, I, I had more than one threat. I yeah. but yeah. But you also had a, a success, so you do not take any strain. But um, My but your light. I was gonna say your your bandana has too much of the sand in it. It's no longer going to be an effective barrier. Yep, that works. I'm going to pull off my. So you're fine for this roll, but if you have to roll again, you will not have the boost die. All right, let's uh, let's uh, try to get in here, and we're gonna try to open the door. Yep. All right. It only takes a little bit of effort. Uh, to keep pushing it open. So, do you just push these two doors wide open? Are you what? What are your what is your method of push of opening the door? Stupid brute force. Yep, stupid Do- brute force. I love it. We're we're yeah. not thinkers here. Yep. Okay. So you brute force. Yeah. You push open the doors. Just brute force them open, and sand that comes up to about your thigh begins to race down in a, a, a hill towards you. Uh, as you look into the room, kind of shining your flashlights, because again, it's still very dark in here, you can see that there is very high up above you, there does seem to be some sort of, of crack or opening in the ceiling. And you see some sunlight streaming through into the center of the room, highlighting that there's just a couple of feet of the black poor sand in this wide open room. Hmm. Uh, there's a way uh, out uh, other than our own, so remember that one. Let's, but let's see around, see if this room has anything buried. I mean, if people crashed first and then 
left after taking everything. They might have left something in here. Worth a shot. So yeah, we're 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 digging. We're digging. We're walking around. We're looking up sh- shelves. Whatever we can. Anybody that digs, unless you have a plan, is going to have to do resiliency checks again. Yep. Yeah. I'll take a resiliency check. Yep. I'll take one. Might as well. Remember, yeah. Billy, you do not have a boost to die. One thing, and you definitely have yours with all those yep. advantages. Yep. Ah, I mean, no threats. Three nothing. successes, four threats. Okay. So no damage, but, but again, yeah. your rebreather is. Yeah, there's the, the dust is so thick in here that it's getting clogged mm-hmm. again quickly. Um, my character is going to use his monofilament sword on the flat end and slowly trace through the sand without kicking any of it up. All right. Uh, so how much style is? Uh, just one, one strain. One failure, two victory things. Advantages. Advantages. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So take a point of strain, okay. Kip, but your advantages are, because you are going through this so carefully, uh, your blade slides across the top of the sand, you notice something about the size of your fist crawl over the blade. Looked like some kind of insect. Oh. Hmm. Okay, uh, point of order. Mm-hmm. There's something in here with us. What? Seems to be some sort of insect. Maybe it's just one. Maybe they're harmless. Maybe they're harmless like my backpack. I'm going to start looking. Uh, Arvis is near me, so uh, Cody's going to quickly toss a glance towards Arvis to see if anything's crawling on him. Give me perception. This is... Uh, uh, Creepy. I'm spending one of my destiny points. So this is an average difficulty test, but you have to upgrade one of those purple dice into a red. Yikes. Two successes. You see you see crawling up Arvis's leg an insect about the size of your fist, and it is uh it's black and with an extremely shiny shell. Bug, bug on you, Arvis, I see. Ah, yeah. On leg, leg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm stumbling out of this room like quickly like just doing the dance of like just shaking everything I can off me. And so you're as you uh, shake things off, shake shake it out, mm. uh, shake Cody. It off. Shake it off. A couple of the the bugs do fly off of you. Have I have any of us ever seen anything like these bugs? Give me a survival roll. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard. Three successes. One, one success, four threats. One success, one threat. Oh, that would have been a baller roll too. Oh, well. uh, Kip. With one success, you think they are kind of in the same family as your backpack. That was not too far off. Hmm. And Cody, you know, or what you infer is that this planet has uh, the, the most dominant insect on this planet is the mite. Uh, just little or I uh, little for is a relative term. Um, but they often have very specific environments that they can live in. They're in St. Mary's Cove, there or in St. Mary's Bay, there is the beach mite, which lives in the sand. And as soon as you are outside of the sand, it doesn't bother you. Now, there are tree mites that would bother you if you were in the trees, and grass mites if you are in the grass. So this seems like it might be within that family. What do you mean, bother you? 
like attack, eat you, poison? Uh, they do have. Uh, they are. They usually have very sharp pinchers. They an individual might isn't going to hurt you. It you know, ouch, and it's totally done. The danger is if you are there too long and they swarm you. A swarm of mites absolutely could clearly strip a human skeleton within a minute or two. Okay, I got an idea. These are mites. Mm-hmm. All right. Give, they, but uh, you, I'll know also, you've never seen one that are like th- this color. Yeah. You haven't been in this environment, so there's a little bit of, of unsurety. I don't want to leave this place without checking that room, but we can't do it with Mike. So I got an idea, and it's going to go uh, cut back to uh, us dragging those bodies, those skeletal, mm-hmm. mummified, meaty bodies. Uh-huh. Stripping them all down and just tossing them into the side, like tossing them into the room. So desecrating bodies, got it. Absolutely, that's what my character's doing. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have the mites focus on them for a bit, and we're just gonna do a quick sweep and see if we find anything. Okay, let's see how if the uh, if the mites are uh... all right. So what I'm going to do is you guys are going to have to roll versus the mites. The mites are going to be distracted because there is the. Um, uh, because there is other things for them to eat. So your difficulty is going to be two green or two purple and a red, but I'm going to give you all a boost die to represent the fact that the mites are distracted. Yeah. yeah. One threat and nothing else. Five. Five five adva- uh five successes. Successes? Wow. Dang. Wow. I'm surprised, too. I originally was going to say, like, when I, I when I put it up, it rolled, and it's like, oh, you got three successes and three advantages. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be nice. I have to roll. And I rolled, and it was like five. And six. I was like, yes. So five successes. Nice. No result. No result. All right. Yeah. So got no result. There was a... One threat. One, one, all right. So effectively a fail as well. Yeah. Cody, is there anything specific that you're looking for? You just want to see what else might be in this room. Yeah, I need something to prove to St. Mary's that I am doing my job and re- and going out and exploring. And if I don't find something, I mean, I have that armor that's old, but that's not that exciting. Because mm-hmm. it's not like, yes, St. Mary wore something just like it, but a lot of people still have that antique. It's not new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's like finding the Revolutionary War clothing. It's like, George Washington wore something like this. Yeah, so it's... We, we, the guardsmen even actually have uniforms that still have that because they've been repurposed. So it's not that exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I need something. Okay. It could be artifact or anything. Mm-hmm. You, as you are kind of sweeping through the sand, you're, are, are you sweeping through with your hands? Are you using the butt of your rifle? Butt of my rifle. Okay. Uh, you clang against something metal. Yeah. And you dig through a little bit and uh, you pull up a metal box. And before you can uh, examine it in too much more detail, with the threat, Dan, you are going to be the first one that you just, uh, you step on the sand and it shifts slightly. And suddenly a bunch of those mites start crawling up your leg. Oh, yeah. And so now we are going to roll. Jig, jig for your life, man. Mm-hmm. Since you all knew that there was danger here, we are going to roll cool for initiative. Right. So that's there's no uh, yeah, just just roll your initiative. Three successes, one advantage. One success, 
One success. So, Dan, you go first. Sweet. Uh, Bunch of bugs yeah. crawling up your leg. Not sure what I can do against these. Uh, Shoot off your foot. Yeah, no, I'd rather, really rather not. I'd also rather not like stab at them with, uh, with the energy knife when I, they're on my leg. I did, I did tell people it's like, these are mites. Mites don't like anything that's not their environment. So right. they don't, these are sand mites. Right. And we're surrounded by sand. So <laughs> the hallway. Do yeah. there and die. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm going to run uh, Shrieky out of the room, I guess. <laughs> ah! So uh, heroic. I'm not a hero, man. <laughs> I'm just a survivor. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I run out of the room to where there isn't sand, like just stomping my leg, literally doing a jig, uh, trying to get the bugs off me. Roll athletics. Sure this thing. is going to be average. Uh, okay. But I'm going to upgrade that difficulty by one. Fair. So one purple, one red? Yes. Yeah, you're getting that. There you go. Not just a pretty face. All right. Roll. Uh, that looks like one success and... Oh, that's... Or despair. despair. Yeah, so one success and a despair. So you succeed, but... Yeah, they all fall off, and then from the shadows, the mama might. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Mama might. That's yeah. kind of what happens. Like, yeah. something terrible. Like I said, you succeed, but... Yeah, like, I get the bugs off, or whatever it is I was trying to do. Yeah, I, yeah, do you, a, yeah. I do a jaunty little jig. Uh, but then everything is terrible. Welcome then to life. a spaceship crashes into your part of the building. Yeah. Welcome to life. So with a despair on an athletics roll, I can just automatically give you a critical injury. Fair. And so I'm going to give you the overpowered critical injury, which Dick means pin. that the attackers can immediately make a free attack. Yeah, well, that's nice. So you got them off, but they're going to they yeah. make you pay. Immediately swarm back over you. Nope. Fair. Fair. Don't worry, I got an incendiary grenade. <laughs> How does that help you? But you have oh, melee you. defense, don't you? I believe so. I have one. Yes, so that's going to help. Yay. The bugs. They <laughs> appreciate a challenge. They I will also them. note, so you guys can use those uh, storyteller desk or those uh, player destiny points to mm-hmm. upgrade your own roles. You can also force me to upgrade the difficulty on my roles. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Cool. So, do you want to do that? Um, no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm unhurt right now. And, uh, I'll take I'll roll the dice that takes my chances. Hmm. Oh gosh, that's a weird one too. So they failed, but they got a uh, triumph. Oh boy, they've adapted. They can only survive on you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, the uh, you are unharmed by this, but uh, somehow <laughs> <laughs> you're well. You're unharmed by their their free attack, yeah. but your next. Uh, check that you make, the difficulty is going to be upgraded. Because I'm covered in bugs. Uh, okay, awesome. Now, if nothing else, <laughs> it's creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a, <laughs> like this this battle is ending. There is no more Arvis. There are no more mites. <laughs> There's only Mitevis. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, you are next. Getting out of this place. Just running? Oh yeah, I'm getting uh, I'm running out of the room. So you can run back out of the room, or there's that uh, that mound in the middle of the room below where the uh, yeah no I understand, is. but I feel that would be viewing as like me abandoning Arvis to his mightum. So <laughs> I'm yeah. stumbling away, I'm stumbling out of the room, and I'm trying to swat the, some some of the bugs off uh, him. Oh, I appreciate that. I can't shoot you, but I can at least try to like hit them off. Well, to get out of the room is going to be an athletics check. Oh shit. <laughs> Did you get a despair too? I got a despair! Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, the mites win. 
I might just no, win this guy. No, I got, I got your exact same yeah. thing. I got, I, I succeeded on getting the fuck out of Dodge, but I got a despair. Yeah. And Dave's like, and I'm out. He's like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. I've seen what happened. Yep. I, I've seen what Valor gets me. No, I. Yep. <laughs> Billy, you are staggered until the end of your next turn, which oh, adds, I believe, a setback die. And right, you are now, so, you are Cody Buck. But I, I did get out. Yes, you got out. So can I help slap, or is getting out is the first part? That's the, the yeah, first Yeah, okay, part. so I stumbled against the wall. <laughs> it's on my leg! So it's, you are able to help on him leg. on your next turn. I did have the box in my hand, though, right? Yes. Cool. David, it's your turn, I believe. Uh, yes, it is. Cool. Let's see what's up that hill. Uh, you did desert you since you failed your stealth check earlier. You mm-hmm. also have a swarm of bugs. Uh, they're not climbing on you yet, but mm-hmm. they're like directly in front of you. So you can still power through to go up to the top of that. I have an idea. Oh, so there are walls. Yes. Cool. I'm going to run up to one of the walls, uh, and I'm going to leap high into. Uh, Onto the wall, take out my monofilament sword and stick it in there, and then climb up to wait out the bugs. Okay. Yeah. Actually, screw it. Let's let's go a little bit further. Adventure time. Stick it into the wall. Plant both of my feet against the wall. Pull the sword out and, and jump backwards over the bugs. Okay. Yep. I I like this. Uh, this is going to sounds because pretty. Nothing can hurt me. Sounds pretty <laughs> tricky yep. to do, though. Yep. So we're going to make this a hard athletics check. Yep. But I'll give you a boost die for using your sword. Cool. Let's do it. Could I have jumped over? Sure. Would that have been as baller? No. There would have been no boost die if you had just been like, I eh, jump. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jump, jump. Two, three, and difficulty is three? Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to spend one of these points. Yeah. Uh, one success and one, uh, good thing. Victory. Advantage. Advantage. Uh, so with one success and one advantage, you definitely backflip the shit out of this. <laughs> I love if you just have an establishing shot of just out the door looking down the barrel into the room. Dan's character comes running out being covered in bugs. Billy's character comes running out holding a package like a football player. Chased <laughs> by bugs. Chased by bugs. And then you see me go all fucking Prince of Persia. Not concerned for his friends whatsoever. Backflip and start running up the hill. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're going up the hill. Yes. And, uh, David, I will say with the advantage that you got, when your uh-huh. sword comes out of the wall, mm-hmm. it uh, takes with it, uh, you'd thought, from afar, you'd thought the walls were completely empty, just mm-hmm. plain metal, uh, but there's actually some sort of very finely etched glyphs in the wall, and you take out a chunk of the wall with you. Oh, neat. So, glyphs. Cool, fun thing. Just think, if it was a lightsaber, those would have been destroyed. Oh, good. Space dwarves are going to be pissed at us now. <laughs> All right. And you're at the, the top of the mound for your next uh, next round when we get to you. So the bugs that are on Dan are going to attack. Fair. Arvis, as the some of the bugs have fallen off, but there's still yep. some crawling up your leg, they do five points of damage as the piercers Ouch. go into your leg, and they ignore one of your soak. All right, so I had... I originally had Soka 5 and went down to 4 because of the armor change, and they ignore 1, so I have Soka 3, so I take 2 damage. Yes. Okay. And the other group of bugs is swarming towards David, but it's going to take them around to get there. Yep. Uh, so, Dan, back to you. 
I would like to use the force. That is not an option. Mm, kind of screwed. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he, I, I, he would like to call the cops. <laughs> yeah, may, I would like to inform the authorities that there is a slight infestation in this uh, spaceship thing. Um, I mean, I can't really attack them when they're on me, can I? Not without hurting myself, anyway. Um, have we, I mean, yeah, we've been using flashlights, and they're not, they don't seem to be shying away from the light or anything, so they're not like the shadow wolves. Uh, and they don't like, yeah, we don't. Actually, no, that's, yeah, that's an idea. They don't, they, they, they live in the sand. They don't like, uh, things. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna break out one of my, uh, one of my, like, water rations mm-hmm. and, and kind of try and splash myself on it, see how they react. Okay. And, uh, to just, like, spray. yeah, I'm assuming that's just kind of like an action. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you can target your leg easily enough. Yeah. And as the first, uh, couple drops of water hit, uh, the, the mites do begin to scatter. Okay. They're yeah. not harmed, right? But they're but they definitely they're like okay they're they're shying away, mm-hmm. yeah. So I I, I I shout out like water they don't like water, and uh, as I just trench my leg, I'm just trying to get the bugs mm-hmm. off. So yeah, okay. that's I'll take that to be my action. There's not much else I can do. Billy, I'm screaming, "Kip, uh, uh, up, Kip, uh, you out of here yet?" I'm very high up towards the west. The west. <laughs> that's good. I say as I. Uh, you say they, they don't like water. I was like, I hope they don't like fire either. I'm taking out my... No, fire makes them stronger. Fire <laughs> does. I'm throwing uh, an incendiary grenade into the room and like slamming the door. Okay. Nice. Give me a ranged light check. Uh, two successes. So, um, ten damage. I don't think burn activates with that because you need to have two advantages. Yeah. Okay. So, there's just this fireball that lasts for a moment, and then goes away. Uh, it does, it's definitely very hot and kind of sucks some of the uh, the air out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, But once it goes away, you see that scattered on the surface of the sand, dead bugs. Well, that did the trick! So that took out the group of bugs that were in uh, in that room. Uh, Dan, the ones that were on you, they have scurried away, but, uh, Billy is still there. So they are going to attack Billy, since you are not what? And they got a triumph. Cool. Uh, so that is going to be five damage for you. Oh, and they get a free attack, because you have the overpowered critical injury. Uh, they're just uh, all climbing up your legs. Water. On you. Yeah, I'm also doing what he's saying, watering myself. And they they slide right off. And, uh, yeah. We're going to uh, head off to where we climbed in originally. Oh, wait, you have the rope. <laughs> yep. And he's still in the middle of that room. I thought you climbed up. Uh, yep, but it's in the middle of that room. Oh, yeah. So, uh, cool. What I, what, what's going on? So... Kip is in the middle of the uh, the open room that has the crack at the top. He's on this mound of sand. So he's probably maybe uh, 10 feet away from the oh, I thought, ceiling. Oh, I thought he had started climbing up. I wouldn't have thrown a grenade in there if I knew. No, that was the right call. That was 100% the right call. Kip would have made you do that anyways. Kip <laughs> is invincible. He will never die. All right, cool. Uh, then we're uh, going to kind of open the door and say, and say, Kip, you all right? Yes, I'm up here. So close. I can feel it. Okay, let's... 
I don't think that I think we took care of the bugs in here. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. I found know. something. Once we get to safe land, we can check it out. There seems to be some sort of exit up here. And we're going to head on out. With the assistance of the bug backpack, mm-hmm. you're able to make it up that last 10 feet quite easily. I'm going to take one of the, the bug carcasses with me. Take a bug carcass. <laughs> and uh, we're heading back. We're heading west. No, we're heading east. Back to dry land. And uh, as soon as we get to there, my character's flopping onto the ground, and he's going to be trying to get this box open to see what's inside. Okay. Give me a mechanics check. As you realize the that um, whatever <clears throat> locking mechanism, it's not as straightforward as just a key or, or a, yeah. a tumble lock. It's a thing that you need to figure out. I, I Three difficulty? Uh, yes. I got one success, one threat. I was going to help, too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Add a boost die, yeah. so, so you can get rid of that threat. Two successes, one threat. Okay. Even better. You are... You're just about to try to brute force this thing open. When, so far. <laughs> when you actually... Something clicks in your head, and you're able to get all oh, the... Bells! Bells! <laughs> Uh, you know what? Yes, that is uh, your your threat. The bells start going off as you're concentrating so hard on this. Take a point of strain. And when it pops open, it begins to play a melody. And as there's nothing else in there. It's just as soon as the box opens, it begins to play music. It's the the chord structure is completely unfamiliar. Dare I say, alien? My character is. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterious box, play popcorn. <laughs> Gentlemen, I think I, this is going to appease St. Mary's Bay for a little while longer. Let's head back to Lawston. And let's yeah. mark this place on the map. Yeah, Arvis looks a little forlorn over having to head back. Uh, but he, he admits, like, yeah, trying to go deeper in without better equipment is probably a suicide run, so yeah. We'll probably sell this for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, uh, Kip is going to, well, like the second it opened and turned out to be a music box and it's not it's not the thing he is looking for. Um, he immediately went to nearby uh, are there trees nearby or is this the edge of the <laughs> desert or in the desert? And we're at the edge of the desert Yeah, now. you went back into the grasslands. Okay, yeah. So he's going to collect a bunch of kindling and wood. Uh, he's going to use his monofilament sword to like chop a bunch of stuff down and he's going to build a bonfire. And he's going to make sure that the stuff is stuck deep into the sand. And as he, he borrows someone's uh, laser uh, laser gun to light it, say even if it rains, even if it storms, there's too much of this to blow away immediately. If if if, if we send a caravan or some sort of or some sort of forward group, they'll be able to find it. Sure. Sounds great. And with those plans in place, I think we can wrap. Yep, we're good. Right. Woo! Nice. Fun times. Yay! Upgrade the map. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'll. Maybe this will be in the show notes, but I'll note for listeners that might not look at the show notes. This campaign that we're starting is uh, called a West Marches campaign. I will find out exactly who originally came up with this. But the idea is that you have adventurers in an unexplored land and they must now explore it. So we will have... 
different adventurers coming in and out to keep exploring Lost or keep exploring Eden. And now they will know that there is a black desert that should probably be avoided. Full of carnivorous bugs and uh, toxic sand. So thank you very much, adventurers. What's our question for the listeners? Oh, what Mm. is our question for the listeners? Oh, here's one. They're on the map for Eden. There are icons whose uh, whose words underneath and on the um, navigation thing, the legend, have long since rubbed off. What are those drawings on the map? What things are drawn on there that we do not know what they mean anymore? Okay. Sounds good. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. I hope my adventurers enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely, very much. We might play it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of the bugs. I'm, I'm so sorry, of the listeners. Bugs. Yeah. Good, good night. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fandible. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that because you enjoyed it, you want to learn more. So you can follow us on social media. We're at Fandible wherever you'd like to find us. You can also find us on Patreon if you wish to add some monetary support where you get benefits like early access to episodes and access to our Patreon-only Discord server. Additionally, we always appreciate reviews, so if you can review us on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast, it helps us reach more listeners every day. Thanks so much again for listening, and may your critical hits be many.